Hi, James. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> uh, we are celebrating the unionization of Illusion Pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should say hi, hi, pa- hey, patrons. Is that patrons? what we would? Oh yeah, because this is yeah. the first like patron only episode. Yeah, hi, patrons. This is the real Hello, deal. inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Hello, to the, off the sanctum. Spotify off roading. <laughs> we are off roading. Yeah, four wheel driving. <laughs> We're we're imbibing a little bit of weed sort of as a celebratory thing. Yeah, we were going to um, do a wine night, but then we didn't. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> it was just like, should we do a wine night? And it was like, oh, what if we did this? James is back in L.A. on her beautiful porch. I've, I've house-sitted. LA. I had actually one of my yeah. best highs of my life on that porch when I was house-sitting and dog-sitting. It I was think like I remember a, that. Yeah, I was like an old pal pre-roll, and I had yeah. never had it before, and I smoked outside, <laughs> and I was like, everything makes sense. I know how to connect to my sister. <laughs> I like Oh, my out. God. <laughs> it's funny, because <laughs> I immediately didn't connect high with weed. I thought you were just like, like the highest part of your life. <laughs> oh. I mean, in I some like, ways, yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a really mm. good porch. It's rare, too, for in LA to have a deck. It's a deck. Such a deck. Yeah, it's a deck. It's a deck. Is to have, like, a really big, good deck. No, it's very, very rare. We're very lucky. It's basically, like, another room. I have my little exercise bike out here and um, another table. But we haven't been out here too much because in winter it is sort of, like, chilly and gloomy. But now we're entering spring, which is very <laughs> And that, uh, very that exciting. patio, uh, what's it called? The patio umbrella falls over sometimes in the winter. Mm-hmm. you got to yeah, rescue it, it out of its... i know there's actually a board that's loose on the like exterior of the deck and i need to either fix it myself or contact our representatives because i'm worried it's gonna fall on like the downstairs neighbors oh is it so it would be it's under your deck like it would hit someone in the head it's yeah so it's like you know the, the sort of barrier wall of of wooden boards that create the deck it's it's loose on the exterior, and so if it were to fall, it would just fall on her. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, which, of course, is, like, you know, a, f- a fear of mine. Fear of everyone's, <laughs> but just, like, something falling on your head. Is oh, spooky. totally. Out yeah. here, there's signs everywhere to watch out for coconuts because they do fall and they oh. do kill people. I remember you told me about that. That's so, so scary. Yeah, my mom was so entertained by it that she had me take a picture next to one of the signs, like acting out, you know, like acting like, oh, it's going to fall on me. So she could send it to her friends in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be like, I love that shit. That's so funny. That's amazing. That's so your mom. It is. We love Dude, Maggie. I cooked chicken Maggie's... paprika. What? You cooked it? I cooked, yeah, yesterday all by myself. That's incredible. Like, I asked my mom for the recipe, and she was like, and then I add the paprika for feeling. Yeah. She was like, I yeah. do it by feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just tried to color match it <laughs> to the same yeah. orange. But while I was making it, I was like, dude, she can do it by feeling, because she's been making it for, like, 40 years. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but no, it came out really good. I was so happy. I, was I like, made it I once. Cook. I made it once during, um, like, height of pandemic. No way. For Chris, yeah. And did you love it? It was good. Great, yeah. It was really good, yeah. It's a funny, it's such an earthy, like, grounded dish, which I always sort of forget. I know. Isn't it strange? I'll tell everyone, it's basically onion and garlic at the bottom of a pan, and then you add tons of paprika, and then you add chopped chicken, and then you put Mm. 
garlic my mom said garlic salt salt pepper whatever go crazy and then add a bunch of chicken broth and it's kind of like a stroganoff stew kind of vibe a little bit of sour cream to make it a little creamy then you put it over rice and it's just like it's like warms your throat like it's just such a good meal and so simple um, mm. But yeah, I made that yesterday, and I was like, "Life is good." <laughs> is it an is it an Austrian dish? Like, actually, I don't know. It definitely has big, like, kind of like, like Hungarian Austrian vibes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like a stewy chickeny thing. I don't even know if it's a like an actual dish. Like, my mom might just call it that, chicken paprika. No, it is that because I found the recipe. I mean, and- yeah, it says chicken paprikash. Paprikash, yeah, paprikash. Whereas a Hungarian, straight up. Which makes sense, because my, uh, her, my mom's mom, my grandmother, had Hungarian parents, so mm. that's how that weaseled its way in. Hungarian <laughs> strong people, very strong people. I know, even they're like, even just the word Hungarian sounds like. Yeah. Like, but like strong in the way that chicken paprika is strong. <laughs> you totally, know? totally. Yeah. Hearty, earthy, <laughs> ancestral. <laughs> very homey. I think of like a woman Protecting. with like big calves, like me. Same. <laughs> right same yeah i think yeah. of trunchbull yes exactly <laughs> but like a warm trunchbull totally totally yeah my grandma yeah. was uh she had a big big hungarian body energy she was very there's these boots um that i have from her that were custom made to her legs because her calves were so thick so they're bigger <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweet it's such a sweet artifact to have but it's also so funny i know i know I totally feel like I inherited her legs, too, which I hated until I was, like, I got the, I don't know, or maybe it's it's a little bit of both. I got the Hungo Brazilian leg. <laughs> or as TikTok calls it, American Girl Doll Legs. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny that all the things we see about ourselves that other people don't, because I would have never been, like, Gabby's American Girl Doll Legs, you know, but I we know. all have those things. I mean, in middle school, my friend of me said I had doll legs, so. Mm. <laughs> mm. I've been at it. <laughs> I've been here processing, James. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I'm i the girl that didn't wear, uh, only wore cardigans till like, sophomore year of high school because I was afraid of my arms. <laughs> so you were giving doll arm, I'm giving doll leg together. Yeah, we exactly. <laughs> doll part. <laughs> Whoa, big veins, dog bait. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, today we have a fun. Oh wait, episode. so wait, where are we? Wait. Oh yeah, we never we? said where we are. Um, we are in a yeah. cornucopia on mm. a giant's table on his feast. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. You I love see, that word. I know. Okay, wasn't that one of the first words you heard? And you were like, yes. it was just so complex. <laughs> yeah. Well, cornucopia. I always think of it with when you like learn about. Uh, Thanksgiving dinner before you learn about Thanksgiving. Like, in elementary school, they don't really talk about Thanksgiving first. They're like, what are you having for Thanksgiving dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you make, like, placemats and stuff, and you yeah. laminate them. Yeah. A lot of placemats. The day the cornucopia gets dropped. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Into your reality. Yeah. Spills everywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I swear when I learned it, I think I said it all the time to everyone. Yeah. It was, like, a word that I would annoy my sister with. Oh, she would go north with that. <laughs> Cornucopia. You're like your little it's very, sister. It's like ASMR. Nonstop. It is. Cornucopia. Cornucopia. 
Cornucopia. Cornucopia. Cornucopia. <laughs> and this is why you signed up for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well. well, we have a good, well, we do have some... No, we have a great. No, we actually have a great show. Yeah, we we're going to talk about Dharma, life purpose, mm-hmm. the Tao, which is Tao Te Ching. You know, really everything. Tao Te Ching really is everything. Um, I've been thinking about life purpose a lot. The purpose of this pod. That's why we chose this because we want to talk about Illusion Pod's birthing, mm-hmm. and then the whys and hows, and then go into like the whys and hows of life. You know, right, right, <laughs> in our Absolutely. own meandering way. Well, I guess. So we should say, how did Illusion Pod start? Yeah, pandemic. So, we're neighbors. Yeah, so flashback. It was Silver Lake, October, Los Angeles, October twenty twenty. Um, Gabby moved in literally down the street from me. It was <laughs> it was both like wonderful and sad because I was still like being like I moved we can't into really James's yard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. imagine a reality where I'm still like as poor as I used to be when I was in the living room, but it was like I was still in that vibration that it was like Gabby moved into our laundry room. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, well, we could have, yeah, <laughs> we could have, we could have taken you in. Um, Would have loved it. it. Just kidding. Big we didn't have fan. a laundry room at that at that place. So. Oh, I forgot. I'm still thinking of the new one. Um. Anyway, yeah. Silver Lake. I'm literally a five minute walk away. In between us lays a Whole Foods and a really wonderful mm-hmm. burger restaurant. To our left is a meadow, the Silver Lake Meadow. Ah, oh, so um, beautiful there. And we could also go up. That was cool too. Not many places in LA mm-hmm. where you could go right, left, but also up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very yeah. hilly. So we would go up mountains sometimes, <laughs> staircases. Um, that's that's why I fell in love with Silver Lake was because of that little corner, and wanted yeah. to move there with Chris. Yeah, it's just the rare mountain experience. Um, and James has always James has liked podcasts before everybody else. <laughs> like James yeah, was like lis- listening to them before I they were like a thing for everybody. I feel like like flash yeah, think- back two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Well. Wow. That's generous. Well, cause, well actually, because it. Well, what it was was uh, I've listened to public radio for a really long time, like KCRW and NPR, and that sort of is your gateway drug into, you know, you're at This American Lives, um, uh, It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders, you know, all these little, like, NPR podcasts, or This American Life is iconic, Radiolab. And well, then kind of sort tea. of, like, you're on the app, and you're like, well, what else can I listen to? And I swear to you, you guys, I listen to podcasts too much now. Like, I have my little mm-hmm. lineup, I have my... I have my own parasocial situ- like situations, um, and I'm actually trying to make a conscious effort to listen to less because really? I just love them, um, and I love all different types of podcasts. Uh, and when I, but I never ever 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 thought about doing podcasts myself. There was just no, there was no part of me that was like this thing I love. I want to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Gabby who who listened to a specific podcast and like and then she Gabby gets Gabby gets picked up and she understands things a lot faster than me or most people. So like she understood like all of the podcasting impact and realm like as soon as she listened to one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got like into like <laughs> one podcast. Uh, I literally did. Yeah, I, started, yeah, I got yeah. into one. It was very casual and it was the first because I have a hard time with like educational content (laughs) 
I don't know why. I just, I need to like really focus and I'm not a focused person. So it's like if somebody, mm-hmm. if I'm listening to a podcast about something specific that I want to learn, I either have to be super prepared or I'm just going to be rewinding every like 10 minutes and then like yeah get upset. So it was like a casual one of just two people talking and I had never heard that before. And I was like, this is so incredible to me because I can actually listen to it. <laughs> Yeah. And pay attention and like fall in and out. But then I wasn't really falling in and out because I may be realizing now that maybe because it feels less important, I don't know how to explain it, but it just puts me in an energy where I'm actually listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, but it has something to do with like the casualness of learning. If you, if you have like a great, you know, teacher or professor that makes it feel like an involved interactive experience mm-hmm. rather than just like didactic and I think that's what that podcast was yeah that's well said um clue on what the podcast is now (laughs) but I yeah and I was just like so amazed I got so into it it really saved my pandemic experience I felt like I was listening to like authentic talking as opposed to kind of oh that's the other thing that bugs me is like educational plan shows Mm. it's like Mm -hmm. you're not getting a person you're getting like someone who's like planned some yeah script exactly and so this was like unscripted felt so good because like viscerally I was like I feel freer I feel better I feel like I want to be myself (coughs) and it also showed me this podcast was quite successful and a couple other ones similar to it were as well and I started finding other ones where it would be just like two girls like talking about their sex lives or something and not being like Mm -hmm. you know very professional about it and I was like this is great and this is also a great place for me to talk more (laughs) (laughs) for an hour and a half wow yeah Um, yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's something I've been exploring lately this is actually a real question like like where does your body feel most active for you Mm. if anywhere because you're so calm so I wouldn't be surprised if you were just like calm all the way but is there a part of your body that feels most like alive like interesting like the motor like if you could because while you think about it I'll explain sort of what's I've been thinking about and I was thinking about how people always ask me like is your mind like really hectic and crazy and I used to think that like Mm -hmm. I used to be like my mind is so busy but I realized my mind is not very busy actually at all it's like Mm -hmm. my throat which is like expression and talking and ever since I was a little kid I'd always get in trouble for talking too much you know, and that was yeah. when I didn't really have really anything to say, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a motor, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's like, I'll have a thought, like you said, with the thing, it's like, I listen to one and then it's like ready to be processed. It's like, it's coming out the throat. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, that's very accurate for you. And I think that's also yeah. speaks so much about what you've ended up doing in life in your Dharma, which we'll get more into later. Yeah. No, I really was thinking about it this year and, um, it's funny, but I would encourage everyone to, like, sit with your body and your experiences and, like, find maybe the root, you know? I think for me it's my eyes, which oh, it is for a lot of people. But I love, like, I get so much out of just going anywhere because I see so much. Like, I take mm. in so much. I'm, like, the stereotypical detail-oriented person, but mm-hmm. I don't turn that off. So, like... Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be driving through the neighborhood and like, I'll be like, Chris, look at that like flower and the way it wraps around mm-hmm. this fucking thing. Or like, that's crazy. Like that, like billboards up now. And I like, no, I track a lot of these like little tiny environmental changes. And I also think that in general with people, I'm a more mm-hmm. of an observer and then I really, really, really like process it. And then 
everything sort of filters down from there. Mm-hmm. But um, I get a lot from like receiving and visuals are very, very important to me. Like, and, and it's so funny that I'm like a sort of writer now-ish and then also like a podcaster now-ish because mm-hmm. like everything, I'm not a verbal thinker. I'm not a verbal, yeah, I'm not, a, I don't, giant truck going by. Um, I'm, I don't think it with words. So mm-hmm. at all. And we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think yeah, in words. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like a word yeah. like psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Because my it has to transfer to my throat ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ten minutes so ago funny. we needed No, you are such a seer. Yeah. You do be seeing. Mm-hmm. And you also are the most kind of you have a lot of clarity about people. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just very yeah. you can be very right. <laughs> About yeah, like, I think Chris was, Chris, like, surprised me, and he was like, you're an insightful person, and I, I've never really thought of myself as, and he was like, you can really, like, catch people's bullshit, and I never you're think in of your myself sight, as that, bro. but Insight. that is true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's even spelled the same. Yeah, yeah, in absolutely. And I cool. think also the, the, I feel grateful for the fact that, I think some people are like that, but it turns into, like, another version of experiencing it when they judge things so they see Mm. everything and they're judging everything at the same time Mm. and i i'm thankfully not that type of of seer Mm -hmm. um but there are people who are like that but you know what i'm saying no that's brain that's brain i think because i was thinking like if i see something and i don't necessarily i don't judge things either but i try to like Express Describe them. them. You yeah, in my own way. Them. Like, yeah. I need to make yeah. it mine or whatever. And I was thinking of, like, when you're at the airport, and it's like, if you see something, say something. <laughs> like, that's literally oh me. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the trains in, um, yeah. in UK, they have these announcements that go, like, stop crime. And they're like, see it, say it, sorted. Whoa, sorted. sorted. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Like, we're sorting it out. I yeah, they it. give it like I a. Loved it. Yeah, because see it, say something's a little scary because you're like, well, what's going to happen when I say something? Right. right? And then the UK yeah. is like, actually, <laughs> this is, that's actually so sweet of them. <laughs> to yeah, do. it's so nice. And it's, it's like, just a like a non It's like a little poem. Yeah, yeah. See it, yeah. say something, sort it out. Interesting. I think you taught mm-hmm. me how to see better. I wonder if we hadn't met, if I would just be like, I could have the same motor with like different thoughts. <laughs> Mm, I would be yeah. more judgmental. I don't know. I think you've influenced me a lot. Well, and you have too in it being visual. like, take the things that you are seeing and turn them into something. That's true. <laughs> With words, you know, like, or anything yeah. really. You've always just been like, turn that into something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's actually really true. <laughs> Which I love, yeah. We're yeah. an infinity symbol in human yes, form. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing. See something seems... Mm. Okay, so why were we... Okay, because of the pod. Okay, so then, yes, I was like... And then there it goes again. I listened to that pod and I was like, I love this, but I feel like I can do it, like, not better, but, like, in our way, because that podcast was really kind of edgy and dark, which I love, but I also am, like, I'm not really that edgy and dark, but I also... And it's also, like, there's not always the time that isn't always... That's not the equilibrium, and I think that's what's interesting with that podcast is it sort of throws off your equilibrium because it is Mm -hmm. darker, and you can't always be ready for that type of podcast. Yeah, so I was like, well, James and I are like this, and why don't we just talk together? And then on top of that, it was just going to make us talk more, <laughs> you know, which right. is nice. Yeah. When it comes down to it, it's just another opportunity yeah. for us to, like, collab together. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which Gabby and I have been doing forever, Ever, basically. yeah. 
Yeah. And look, we found a way to do kind of the one thing that you can do far away. So yeah, absolutely. Bottoms up. (laughs) But it's been a year. It's been a year since we did it. We were really casual about it. (laughs) There were so many days where James and I were like, the podcast is like not the priority. (laughs) Go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, But now we're making it a priority because we enjoy it so much and we've gotten so many signs. So many signs. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is for me. It's and like, this also ties yeah. back into the the article that we're going to talk about, too, know, the signs true. thing. Yeah, which I just so put together. Some of you guys were signs. So those of you who either met us in person and were like, the podcast is amazing, don't stop, or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what we needed yeah. to hear because we actually weren't sure that it was even <laughs> Yeah, even like, the I feel like the couple times where there were lulls, it would be like someone would show up. Mm-hmm. Every you time know. there was a lull. Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. when you and I were sort of in the process of thinking about, about not when it was a lull, but we were wondering if it was time to move mm-hmm. it to the next level. Like that was right right before, like right before we started thinking about it, that girl, I just ran into the most recent girl at that like Greek place. You know, it's like trippy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah that, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's very symbolic moments. Anyways, enough about us. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's why. So we're doing this now. Expect episodes, uh, every week on Patreon. Patreon is going to be super like prioritized. Like I could see us really doing like once a month for everyone else, like a Q and A or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, just expect- wait, but wait, wait. Every other week for for Patreon. Yeah, so it's two additional episodes a month. Yes, but you get the you're getting four three or four, four because you'll get the the normal one early yeah 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 there'll be yeah. two extra okay, ones just because i was like wait for a second it sounds like we're doing like yeah totally. four patreons a month but which at this time we are not yeah yeah, yeah. No, no no it'll be yeah, two there yeah. will be four posted yeah. but one two of yeah. them will be early 24 hours early i think we're planning on doing fridays and then everyone else gets them on saturday and the other ones will be patron only like this one yes um and that's just Patreon, baby. And that's, <laughs> that's the logistics. <laughs> that's the 2022. Um, also, we have that Instagram that we made, illusion underscore pod. I'm excited for when it's time so to do fun. Q&As because we can literally just get voice messages and play them. I know. The one thing I'll say about that is I, I think there's something to doing a Q&A just for Patreon. So then mm-hmm. we can. That's true. But maybe we can start with the whole group because who knows how many patreons we'll get <laughs> we're like two questions group, like two people yeah. you and i are we're an excited talk right now <laughs> we're like yeah. when we started this we were oh, just yeah no, we have a lot of yeah. viewers we can be proud of ourselves <laughs> we're excited i don't think there's anything being bad about being excited yeah no there isn't <laughs> not at all we're hyped we're hyped we're doing it okay yeah. so I guess we can start with like, where what is water? Oh, oh my God, Gabby! I said, where do I put my water? It's yeah. I put a napkin over it. It's literally like right there. Because <laughs> you were literally, you put it in disguise and you yeah, tricked yourself. That's extremely funny. Yeah, I know. Yikes! <laughs> Whoa. Um, put down the joints, mom. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, like you're making little experiences for yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, if I hide my water and I can't find it later. <laughs> what a thrill. What a thrill. Um, hey, what does Dharma okay. mean to you? Because I feel like you were the first person who really talked about that with me. Yeah, so um, Dharma was something that my dad introduced to me. Um, 
And it was actually sort of a guiding force in, <clears throat> and still is to a certain extent, with, um, to my family. And it was just this idea of like, Dharma is, and this is the thing is now I'm sort of evolving this concept in my head. Um, uh, but Dharma is the, the thing that you came here to do, like your soul's mm -hmm. purpose. Um, and you, when you are in alignment with that, everything will work out uh, and you'll feel it in, in like a smooth and like flowing way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like there won't be challenges, but you'll be able to take them on. Um, and it all feels like there's a feeling of belonging because you're mm. meant to be here for that for that thing mm. um so soothing to just hear hear that <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah I think um so I thought a lot growing up I thought a lot about dharma and uh, there's a book called uh, Bhagavad Gita which I started to read but I truthfully didn't finish it um years and years ago but now I would like to read it again after like we were talking about the the pod and it basically is this person who um Arjuna and he is he's ha about to go fight a war and mm. the war is against his own family and mm. so he's like I don't know if I can do this like I don't know if I can you know go through this with this war but he's born in like to the warrior class um and so then his chariot driver uh Krishna who's uh, god uh, comes and he's like, it's the Bhagavad Gita is this long uh, poem about him coming terms to terms with the fact that that's what he's here to do, mm. and like, so anyway, so uh, Dharma is so many different things, but but that's sort of how I like was introduced to it, and um, so I searched for I like searched for my Dharma, and I I the funny thing about me is I commit to something so fully when I do it, like I throw myself in. And, and so I thought a lot of things were my dharma <laughs> mm -hmm. just because I was able to connect with them. Um, and it's kind of funny because that's just, there's just, it's all, such a process, you know? I think a lot of people um, can relate to that for sure. And we all can, yeah. right? Yeah. How would you, would you say there's a difference between dharma and those things you connected with or what did you come to a conclusion yet? You know, I think the things I connected with were important to my ultimate purpose or whatever, mm -hmm. um, but they weren't the thing. And I think um, something about what's beautiful about whatever I'm, do whatever it is that I'm doing now, which is so much less definable, is I'm able to use all of those experiences in a way that I hadn't predicted. Right. So mm -hmm. um, now, whatever I'm doing is much less defined. But I do feel like every day I wake up and it's, it makes sense. Like every single day it makes sense and it feels possible. It feels good. It feels like in flow, right? And, mm -hmm. and the other things didn't really make sense, all of them. And they didn't really check out when I would do them, like mm -hmm. in my brain. But, uh, but they were important. They're important to like where I am now, which I think is really kind of beautiful but it was like the attachment to wanting that one thing that really uh prevented me from being able to like open every every channel right mm -hmm. nice life purpose do you think purpose is everything <laughs> do you think we all need one i think that's a good question but 
Okay, wait, this is funny. Really quick, because it goes with what you just said. But that article that we're going to sort of use as, like, a structure, it says, Mm -hmm. if you take discovering your dharma too seriously, you may not actually be able to see it. It helps to have a light touch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's what I fell into. Um, But I think everyone has a purpose, and I think that even if that purpose is as simple as, like, figuring out or, like, being being present in whatever you're doing to the fullest mm-hmm. of its extent, that's your purpose. <clears throat> yes. Um, how, how about you? Um, I do want to speak to, like, the simplicity of purpose. My dad thinks that his purpose was just to, like, have me <laughs> and my sister. <laughs> and yeah. But he, in a really, like, spiritual, intentional way. Like, my dad literally is like, I'm an NPC, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I just, I chose it, you know? Um, yeah. But he has this whole thing that he's like, I came to Earth many times already. <laughs> yeah. And his whole thing is he's been to Earth enough <laughs> and that he chose mm-hmm. to come back to facilitate our births. <laughs> it's his whole thing. Damn. And whether that's really not, I will say, love it. I think it's such a sweet, mystical sentiment to grow up with. Um, but it also was, like, proven true by, like, his human design and, like, some weird numerology stuff. Like, it always kind of says that his, like, the most important events in his life will be done by the time he's, like, 32 or something, which was our births. And then he should just oh, relax wow. and be a wise old man. So, you know. <laughs> well, how do you, do you, do you feel like that adds any pressure to your, <laughs> to your experience on Earth? <laughs> um, Have you, no, did you ever feel I that? because I think... No, because he told me way later on. Like, I, it was oh, like, okay, okay. like, he would That's always say, like, you picked your parents, you picked your parents. But then he got really real about it later <laughs> with all the, like, I've been here many times and I, it's like more, like, with more yeah. evidence. <laughs> but when we yeah, were kids, yeah. he'd always be like, you pick your parents before you come to Earth. <laughs> oh my, my God. My dad says Earth, like, Ert. Earth. <laughs> like, yeah, Earth. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. I think that's true. I, think I feel I like it's too. Of, He's such a laid yeah. back. Like he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> oh no! Than... I meant the idea of picking <laughs> your parents. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It just. I don't know. It's just hard to for me intuitively. It's hard to believe that life could just be so random, when yeah. everything plays out the way that it does. And so I do believe that in a way, and I don't mind the like, mysticism of, of it. I think what's important is with those things is just to never get like. Uh, like like narcissistic what's it like when you feel special but in a bad way like oh like arrogant (laughs) special in a bad way yeah like like if you're like this is my last time on earth and like i'm the best oh nihilistic (laughs) oh no no um like the difference basically what i'm trying to say is like there's the belief that yeah of course we picked our parents right right why not because for me, it just wouldn't make sense to be so random and plain. It just doesn't click. But mm-hmm. there's that other version, the other side of the spectrum, which is, like, you being, like, you picked your parents and you're a star seed and, like, you're, everyone else is, like, an NPC. Like, have you seen spiritual com- content like that? Like, that is a no. vibe. I've seen it and on, on both ends of the spectrum. Like, no people way. thinking people are, like, reptilians. Yeah, I love going to that oh side God. of the internet. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> like, some people Those think... Those people are just... Yeah actually dumb and like (laughs) I hate I'm sorry that's mean to say but like that's just I feel like they 
the least spiritual thing you can do is like revoke the the humanity and spirit of another being. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also on egoic terms, one motorcycle friends. Um <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's... He's farthest just as much as we are. <laughs> You're right. What am I saying? Who am I to... <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I mean, I could... Who am I to revoke the motorcycle's place in our podcast? Um, but yeah. But yeah. So uh, anyway, go back to what you were saying. The, the lizard corner and... Lizard corner? Oh, yeah. No, there's people... I've come across this so much because it's like... Like Instagrams of just someone who's clearly like a little bit psychotic and they are kind of right about a lot of the stuff like about kind of like mysticism but they take it to such a dark level like such an egoic level mm. where they like they think they're like a chosen one and mm. everyone else is like doesn't figure out like doesn't know <laughs> what's going yeah. on you know like that's a lot of stuff and it's so hard because I love seeing that heady content yeah but I hate getting it from someone who's, like, being dark and freaky about it. But I recently found this, yeah. like, TikToker who's, like, this really charismatic guy that feels like a, like a, like a teacher. Like, I was, like, he'd be such a good, like, teacher on a show or something. But he just <laughs> presents these, like, crazy theories about, like, aliens and reptilians and, like, what Earth is without being, like, separate, like, yeah. putting himself in it. Like, he's just, like, this is what people are saying. And I love it. But, um... Why were we saying that? Oh, just, yeah, just the spectrum of mystical belief, I feel like, right? There's, like, not yeah. believing it at all. There's, like, oh, this is cool and fun and adds to my life. And then there's the, like, I know this stuff and I'm not a TV watching. you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a programmed. You are. Yeah. Anyways. I had a guy at my work years, years ago, like, 2015, probably, and he had, he had like, a you know, fight the power tattoo on his, on his knuckles and stuff. Really? And he was like, what was the style? Yeah. Can you describe it like aesthetically? Oh man. Was it like on his like, oh, oh yeah. It was like on the knuckles, you know? And then it was like that like deep curly cute, cute oh. black ink writing. So it said like F G H T P W R or something. Cause he has to take like some. that. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I'm, was it the one who like hit on you, but like had a girlfriend? The bald, well, that was so many people. The big bald <laughs> guy that was like kind of edgy and scary. Okay, too. Yeah. And he had like a yeah. Okay, so he um, he was like he called me a sheeple once, and I was like, what are you talking about? And in my head, I was like, this guy has no idea how unsheeple. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> why did he say that? Do you remember? God, I can't remember. He was sort of just like. He really liked me, and we were friends. And then one day, he just stopped fucking with me. I wonder if it was a crush situation, but he just started being mean to me. I do remember like, you truly. coming home and telling me about the sheeple thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that was why it was like, I wish I could remember, because I feel like it was so just run-of-the-mill, like a passing thing I said, and he called me a sheeple. So it was like, it was so unfounded. I want to say what's you know? so interesting about this story is that we neither of us remember what, what he said to cause that, because the real... Yeah thing that we took from that was like it was so weird he called you a sheeple that that's the only part of the memory both of us have held on to insane insane <laughs> like i have absolutely no clue what sparked that and neither do you and you were there and i know yeah. you told me all about it yeah yeah and you would think that i would remember but the thing is that's what's funny is like if something hurts you you remember it. But if something doesn't really hurt you, you don't remember it. Totally. And I was, wasn't was even hurt. I was just like, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, sheeple. 
And now, yeah. now here we are in the future with half the, half the tea. Well, he also, he called me a sheeple. And I said, what is that? Because I don't even know what these yeah, things yeah, are. Yeah. I, he, I'm not enough of a sheeple to, like, be educated on no, that, I'm, like, Yeah, that's interesting. Bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not in, like, the, sh- the sheeple world. Yeah. Sheeple. Sheeple. Kind of a cute name, though. Sheeple. It is cute. It sounds cute. It's adorable. It makes me mad that it's such a dumb thing now. Because could, we could have named our puppies sheeple. Yeah, sheeple sounds uh. so cute. Yeah, half person, half lamb. That's what a dog sheeple. is. <clears throat> Crazy. Um, Should we look at that dramatic episode? I mean, the dar- yeah. <laughs> dramatic article. <laughs> dramatic. I'm going to look at the definition oh, of dharma just to have it in the chat. What? I was gonna. I was just remembering that I was almost on the news this morning, but it doesn't fit into what we're talking about. Right <laughs> oh now. my god! Oh my god! We were gonna talk about that though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to hear the story because we were saving it. Uh, yeah. James, please. James was interviewed by KTLA. KT motherfucking LA. <laughs> I know our our you know childhood news station really big deal. Um, I love that shit. And so I was walking Joey this morning, which, and we have been getting up really early for jet lag. So it was quite Mm -hmm. early and no one was really on the street. And then I see this KTLA van and they're cruising up and they stop outside my place. The hills of Silver Lake, the KTLA van. Driving the tiny little streets. Yeah. (laughs) And so I walk by it and I can't really see what's going on. And then I do like a whole like. 20 or 30 minute walk with Joey and come back down the hill and they're still there. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I do find it, who doesn't? But I, when I see the, the KTLA news van, I think something bad happened and they're interviewing me, in, like, you know, because like, they're like, what do you think of the murderer next yeah. door? You know, like, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> and so I sort of like did another pass by and then I didn't even realize this. It's so funny because I'm just like, this is how like, <laughs> dumb I can be but I saw a guy in the street with a giant like tripod um Mm -hmm. a woman standing in a pantsuit and I thought to myself oh that's like a person getting their photo taken by like a photographer not that's the KTLA lady and you're walking behind her (laughs) you separated the two yeah like it was so so I walked behind them kind of like who I wonder what photo shoot they're doing this is so weird and the woman was like hi there do you live in the neighborhood and I'm just like I'm like I live up there like I like actually sounded like sort of out of it (laughs) because it's sort of like do you tell do you point to the house on the hill and say that's where I live like it's sort of scary you know oh totally (laughs) especially yeah yeah and so uh, and so then she was like, did you, did you see a mountain lion here last night? And I said, no. And she was like, oh, okay. Cause there was a mountain lion here. And she's like, you, would you mind if we ask you a couple questions about your neighborhood and like, uh, about the mountain lion? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and so I picked up Joey because, um, you know, if a dog walked by and she freaked out, it like, she's less likely to do that if she's in my arms. Mm-hmm. And so I picked her up. And <laughs> she so like, she's me on and camera. her in frame. No, no, no. She was good. She was totally I know, good. but that'd be so funny if that happened. Oh, yeah. I know. Or she's, <laughs> like, yeah, she's in your arms. Turns into the news story where it's like, little dog attacks woman on <laughs> morning news special. <laughs> so she's in frame in the video. Like She's in frame and it's me and Joey and I'm holding Joey. And you guys, Joey is so overgrown right now because I asked my parents to take her to the groomers and set up this whole <laughs> appointment and then they get there and they just brush her out and so like we have oh she God. hasn't been groomed she's just been brushed um 
And so anyway, but so she's so crazy looking on camera probably. And the woman asks me some questions and I make a joke about Joy being like a snack for coyotes and, mm -hmm. um, and like tried to demonstrate a little bit of like knowledge about. Okay. That's about actually Lions perfect. And Griffith Park. Yeah. I, thing is like, I was, I, I felt like I was doing well. well yeah. Cause and, little dogs uh, are at risk. Like you were the perfect yeah. person to interview. Cause it's like little dogs and exactly. people's cats are more at risk than people because you know, exactly. But if your dog yeah. is outside, mm, totally. that's so funny. So do you know if they're going to air it? Well, so this is the thing is they even filmed me walking away. He was like, can I get a shot of you and your dog walking away? See? And it was like okay. so cute. That's crazy. But, but then. Storytelling uh, in motion. So then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wonder if I can catch this newscast. So then I put on KTLA mm -hmm. and um, watched it, which is such a weird thing to, like, I haven't watched the news in, like, so, mm -hmm. like, 10 years probably. And uh, it, some of the same people were on that were on when I was going to elementary school. Like, the people wait, that you wait, remember. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, that sentence, I was like, wait, what the fuck are you saying? But no, the same, like, the same people who are still interviewing are still there. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so funny. Like, same news anchors, yeah. <laughs> he was, Gabby was sitting back in her chair with her hands behind her head, like, leading back into them, and she's like, sits up like, what? <laughs> She looks so relaxed and just totally. <laughs> yeah, I mixed up. it up because in my head it was like you were like, uh, whatever. <laughs> it was a whole other scene. Um, but so they're are they visibly older to you now? Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Um, but one guy isn't, and it's the guy who whose daughter went to your uh, middle school. Oh my god, I was in his penthouse once, and he looks exactly the same. So What's he's like definitely has a good doctor. Uh, his last name. name. Oh my god, I can't remember it. Oh, I don't, oh no, she her parents were divorced, so she didn't have his last name. Oh okay, got it. <laughs> but yeah, no. One time she had a birthday party at his. We don't even remember his name. We can't even like spill the tea. But the top KTLA <laughs> guy. He's like so. He's such a yeah, dad. I'm look it up right now. Uh, I don't the remember. KTLA morning news team. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say, just hearing how they were going to stitch a story together, like, it's kind of a media trip because, yeah, there was a mountain lion, but it didn't attack anyone's little dog, and, like, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, like, to add yeah. drama to the story, they literally, like, made you a character to yeah. get into people's heads that the mountain lion ate someone's dog, but it didn't. No, I know, and she was even being like, what about coyotes, to try to get me, like, get hyped about coyotes coming in, and, like... Coyotes which will is, literally you know, follow you two feet behind over there. Did you tell her that? Oh, yeah, I did. I did tell her that, and that's... They stalked you, you always. Know. What? They stalked you Oh, one of them stalked me. Okay, yeah, I thought you said something about socks. <laughs> you <laughs> the we get the socks? James <laughs> the Chihuahua being stalked. Um... But yeah, anyway, so she interviewed me. It was great. And then I, so I watched the news for like a full maybe hour mm. uh, while trying to do other things. And I, and they didn't air my clip. Mm. And you know who they aired? They aired a fucking like, you know, good looking white guy with some dimples when he smiles mm. and a perfectly groomed dog. And his hair was like perfect. And it's like, it's the morning, babe. Like what I had like, a baseball cap on. 
like a true like little poodle like or like multi poo so it was like not even you know a pedigree dog and i'm like that's in an in open shade with like beautiful aloe plants behind him and i'm like you're gonna do me like that you're gonna like take that's my time hilarious. put me in bright sunlight and then you pick the guy with like the beautifully set up shot and the dog the groomed dog dude that's the like dog's literally just like a perfect little like stuffed animal i was like ah oh, man they probably were like yeah we can't use that like artsy looking chick she's not good with the that's like Sam Rubin. That's his name, Sam Rubin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was gonna say that is like that's such good like curb your enthusiasm type material. It's like getting interviewed with your dog and then like like a more like shiny version is that's exactly. Cool. Wait, let me call you back and because my phone's gonna die mm. and I'm gonna call you on my phone. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, where were we? Did I close this? Yeah. Okay, so this was James's. I just think it's a great, like, you texted me and I was like, this is perfect, because yeah. it's, like, an article from the Huffington Post, 10 Tips to Discover Your Personal Dharma from 2013, and, yeah, which I have to say is, like, the perfect, I just feel like it was the perfect article because it's, like, a perfect mixture of, like, L.A. Dharma and, like, actual Dharma, because it actually right, says some right. really good points. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just it being the Huffington Post and, like... And then also 2013 is, like, before there was so much sensitivity about talking about Eastern things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in this... Right, right, It right, literally right. says Asian adventure. <laughs> she says just before going on this Asian adventure. Wow. So this is just very... Uh, what is it called when you're, um, like, lucid and unchained? <laughs> like, this is, like, OG. Oh, you know, yeah. It's good yeah. shit. Um, but she had a dream to go somewhere. She had a dream to go to Dharamsala, India, and she did. Yeah. So this article opens with, like, a very... I do... The thing I do like about it is that she's kind of... Seems like she's doing well in her career, like, structurally, societally, but her calling is to something spiritual, which I think is great, but it's also, like, I guess my issue with that and us talking about the simplicity that a dharma can have is like those are both like really big things. <laughs> yeah. Like those yeah, are huge absolutely. like if like uh, storylines, <laughs> you know, it's like I was doing great. I was at the top of my career and then I was at the and then I went to India and like had a journey. Yeah. Like those are really epic yeah. and big. Um but it doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it's we... not It's a it's also like a thing about the media is we are so conditioned to think that it has to be a big thing because you don't write stories or tell stories or buy articles from people who have small stories right Mm -hmm. so all we see are like these grandiose things of going to India and leaving the boyfriend in New York City and all these like (laughs) glamorous things that want to be attained yeah. So there'd be it would be so funny if there was like a Devil Wears Prada like spinoff about like instead of her becoming the assistant of a fashion person, she becomes like super spiritual. Yeah. And like the I guy is like like the scene where it's his birthday and he's like, Why didn't you think of me? He's like mm-hmm. why can't we do like this edgy shit anymore? Why can't you yeah. go to the barbecue with me? And she's like, Babe, I'm vegan. It's all changing. Um, okay, 10 tips to discover your personal dharma. So we're going to go through these because they're well said and they're good. And it's just a good structure to have. Yeah. Number one, pay attention to synchronicity. Life is very good at guiding you if you just pay attention. 
Notice what or who keeps showing up in your life. If someone or something shows up over and over, it's likely that the person or thing is tied to your dharma. Bye-bye. Yep. You and me. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Make up. one friend. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the the one thing about people showing up over and over is that is so that is also very pre-2013 where you would sort of run into people and mm-hmm. now it's like you see the same person all the time mm-hmm. on your phone so that was, that's something that stands out to me is just being a shift um mm-hmm. it's like harder to run into people now a days mm-hmm. and have you know them what? be hmm. that's kind of you know it's almost like it's harder to find your dharma because there's so much more clutter now yes <laughs> like there's less room exactly. for synchronicity because we're so in control of who we see and when and how yes yeah mm-hmm. exactly and that's also just this idea of like, uh, yeah, like it's like society being lost in a way. It's it's all tied into that same thing because mm-hmm. people can't find their place within it. Um, yeah, they have too much stimulation. Yeah. Follow callings. Callings are those things that you feel deep. Well, actually, no, we're <laughs> moving on too fast. Synchronicity. <laughs> what has been yeah. your experience with synchronicity? I. Do you, okay, so I love synchronicity. I do pay attention to things, but there's also a funny thing like if you're looking for something, you're going to see it, especially mm-hmm. like, and so, or you can start trying, if you get like too obsessed with it, your brain can start being like, and then I saw the like 15th dog today, and tomorrow is, is mm-hmm. the 16th, so what, you know, and it just like become that's like extra, but um, there's sort of like a funny balance that you have to strike between like, you know, keeping your eyes open and then like looking for something that mm-hmm. you could sort of connect the dots to. Um, Cause I've been in that place, you know, like hardcore. Yeah. And it, it also comes from like, Simple I think feeling lost, you know, which we all do. We mm-hmm. all have to feel lost. Um, and there's so much beauty in those times, but, uh, but I do love synchronicity. I love seeing like four, four, four. Like there's uh, a lot of times when I'm with Chris, I'll see 777, which is funny because I do feel like I'm, we always call, say that we're like lucky and like mm-hmm. seven is luck. Um, anyway, yeah, I think there's a lot to it for sure. And synchronicity can, you know, be like you were talking to someone and then I like just, oh my God, yesterday I was baking to get through my jet lag moment mm-hmm. and I was um, just baking, baking cookies and I was listening to a podcast and this girl was talking about her boyfriend, I think. And she's like, yeah, we couldn't just, you know, add him into the the session because, like, it's like adding, like, chocolate chips. You know, you're throwing the chocolate chip, chips into an already made cookie. And I was literally throwing chocolate chips, or she said, into the batter. And I was throwing chocolate chips into mm. the batter at that exact moment. Yeah, that's a crazy. I think, okay, those are so rare. And I really feel yeah. like those moments... Or, like, you're on time. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're right where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Which also, I'm sure for you in the middle of jet lag, like, what a profound thing. Right. Yeah. Like, you're off your time, but they're like, like, no. Yeah, it was like you're doing the thing you just feel like you need to do, which is make cookies. And it seems silly because you're trying Mm -hmm. to be more healthy. And it seems silly because you could finish these, like, emails, but you're doing the right thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. I love stuff like that. I love... And that happens to me, like... It's been happening, been happening to me. <laughs> Just, it's been happening to me uh, somewhat recently, and I love being able to like 
tell tell Chris about it because he's like receptive to how cool and crazy it is. And yeah. that's really nice. <coughs> because if you can like affirm oh, I appreciate that. that so much. Yeah, you yeah. know it sucks and I've had this before is when you're in a relationship with someone or like with somebody who like just isn't down to just entertain those little things and it's like I'm not even asking you to like believe in like witchcraft like I literally yeah. just want you to just be like oh kooky moment <laughs> yeah 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 of course like I remember I had this thing it was like I guess it was sort of it would like a boyfriend but it just never got fully there because it was like I just feel like we were never going to be in love mm-hmm. <laughs> space x James um and oh, yeah, yeah. I it was, and that was my <laughs> biggest issue with the relationship was not being able to just for me to be like, whoa, did you see like, oh, this song is like in the grocery store is like exactly what we just talked about or something and just not getting yeah. excited about that or like seeing it. And yeah. I remember one time yeah. he was really high and we were giving each other massages. I wasn't high and I gave mm-hmm. him a massage and I felt myself getting so high, mm-hmm. which to me makes sense. I think if you connect so with someone's body, like you're literally massaging them and like they're vulnerable, right. you're vulnerable. I think yeah. that's so possible. <clears throat> and I just got really high and mm-hmm. he was, like, really into proving to me how scientifically that's impossible. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not, like, the point, though. I was like, this is just how I feel. I don't think I have magical high powers. I don't right. think, you know, I don't think I'm, like, <laughs> a wizard. <laughs> I just, like, that's trippy. This, what does that you tell us? You, you know unlocked I mean? a new talent. <laughs> yeah. This isn't something I'm going to make you do every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we just figured out how to, yeah. how to get high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's from yeah, and it's like it is so nice and friends too. My microphone's yeah, being really so loud. Important. Let me go into my handy dandy Yeti Nano. Um, but <laughs> handy dandy notebook. Oh well, yeah, should we go to the next one? Do you want to read number two? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, follow callings. Callings are those things that you feel deep inside you, mm. um, guiding you that don't necessarily make sense to anyone else but you. Mm-hmm. You feel a direction to do something, but it's Hot. not through your mind. These callings Hot. are preparation for your personal dharma. Yes. Yeah, yes, so. yes, and yes. You know who says that? Oprah. Oprah says that, too. Calling? She calls like it the calling. call, yeah. Like in um, oh, her, like, yeah. Group. yeah, the same word. But this was, she wrote, said this in a podcast in 2018 <clears throat> where she's, like, somebody was like, why did you become Oprah? Like, how, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I answered the call. And she was like, yeah. you have to answer your call. It won't make sense to other people. It might not be up to the cultural whatever's going on. Right. But Oprah said that. <laughs> Oprah's very Dharma. Oh, that's very, she like, that so sounds dharma. like an Oprah spirituality thing that she would have on her talk she show, is you know. the epitome of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this was sort of reflected in her, the more article part of this piece, but um, she talks about how she would just leave. She would have to, to leave something behind and just because something else was taking her. And she's like, don't be afraid to do that. And I think that that's mm-hmm. something that can feel like so difficult Mm -hmm. for me personally is being able to like move on and something like I I'm able to let go of things but the actual moving on is Mm -hmm. um can be hard but that's like by not moving on you're not respecting the call Mm -hmm. um you're not like moving towards that new thing yeah yeah you have to honor the call with your with your energy, you know, it's with your body. Because I was thinking it's like you feel, often we feel the call so long before we actually make it. 
which I think is a good thing. Exactly. And I think when we talk about the, like the like the Tao is kind of that where it's like be patient. Like if you hear the call, just like keep on listening, you know, and like keep you know. Yeah. So it is a good thing. Yeah. But it is interesting. I especially think of it when like breaking up with someone or leaving a job. Like those decisions exactly. take so long, but the call came yeah. so long ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. And you know, oftentimes when you when you answer it by letting go of something else, things happen so quickly because like, it's just that last obstacle. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like take out the, like this, this, the poke, like a a stick that got caught in the wheel. You like pull it out. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, the wagon is back. Right. We're rolling down the hill. We can't stop. (laughs) We're going to the, to the mountains. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) she'll be coming around the mountain. Okay, you want you want to read the next one? Um, yes, number three. Oh, you just said this. No, no when it's time to go. I didn't. No, no, I mean I'm, you said like we talked about it without yeah. even reading it. Oh yeah. Okay, no, okay. when it's time to go. Like it's interesting that our conversation went to like her number yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. If you're feeling like it's time to move on, <laughs> then it's probably time to move on. Yeah. Your mind might be fighting you, but your soul knows best. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also want to say, you know, especially I've had this experience a lot. (laughs) Moving on is not only like forever. And I mean this with like people and I'm sure it can apply to jobs and living situations. But I have felt the need to move on from people. Mm -hmm. But for that moment. And I've come back to a couple exes. I've had people that have lasted, like, months on and off. And it worked. It gave me exactly what I think it was meant to. Yeah. But there is moving on for that moment and for that energy. And that person can come back and have, like, a new offering or, like, a more um, accurate. I don't know. But I've had that experience a lot. But it's, like, always move on. And, like, they say, like, if, if you want something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel that, but not yeah. with, like, the it's yours now, but just the, like, if something comes back, like, that's actually one of the few kind of synchronicities we can get in this cluttered world is, like, totally. if you move on from something and then it's, like, hey, no, actually, there's some more I have to say, like, that's some shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's some some stuff. And also it can be, like, I do think everyone's shifting vibrationally all the time and sometimes you shift away from someone or something mm-hmm. and then it shifts back. Absolutely. Like, they're you know mm-hmm. doing their own vibing um yeah and that's literally why I value vibing, friendships that are aware of that you know what i mean where it's like there's yeah. no pain it's like we're in different places but that doesn't mean we're not going to meet up again yeah know? absolutely and you and i have done that and that's like totally why our friendship has lasted is because we don't like fight that especially mm-hmm. when we were younger because you and i were like all over the fucking map. yeah high school <laughs> high school era yeah. we did a lot of separate separate vents <laughs> yeah i was i was theater camping um <clears throat> yeah yeah follow the call but four. also i think four is you there's one thing i'll say is like in terms of like knowing when it's time to go there can mm-hmm. also there's some people that like will jump from thing to thing without really seeing it through and I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's an interesting impulse to watch because I've I've been that way too, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I gotta do the next thing and be on to the don't next thing. Um, I was so much younger, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about like just not completing projects and, um, mm-hmm. but I will say those things. If I didn't complete it, I didn't have a passion to complete it. So, a little bit of both. 
Um, okay, be aware that it's not linear. Love this. The path to your personal dharma may in fact feel like a spiral. Just when you think you've gotten there, you find yourself spinning deeper into some aspect. It helps mm. to surrender to the notion that the journey isn't always forward. I love this. I've, mm-hmm. I've written a newsletter actually about how I found myself like in, in cycles. Mm-hmm. And when I finally started to realize the cycle returning and I was able to like make the change, I, I won't find myself in that cycle again Mm -hmm. like at that same point in the cycle like the last time was when I was working at that Ayurvedic spa that was right across from my old restaurant Mm -hmm. and I was like wait I'm literally in the same physical spot in this cycle I also think that um, the rule like illogical doesn't have to be serious Mm -hmm. right and I think we take everything so seriously and being able to like look at rules with with a sense of humor and like a sense of grace that comes from that mm-hmm. is because we, we can understand like there's something funny going on here. Like, mm-hmm. l- like illogical is funny. It's Absolutely. a nonsense, you know, I love that so much. And I, I personally mm-hmm. like understand taking myself too seriously and having to like mm-hmm. realize that the more that you do that, the illogical, the, the illogical will just sweep you off your feet. Like it'll just knock yeah. you down, you know? No, me, me, me. you, me. Six. <laughs> Oh, this is you. It says yoga. Have a have ah! a <laughs> have a practice that connects you to a greater source, whether it's yoga, meditation, painting, or walking in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's important to connect yourself with a source greater than you, because that's where the information about your dharma lies, and that's where you'll find the support to step into it. Oh, I love this one mm. so much. I really do. Mm. Um. I yeah. think that that's so Gee, like well said. the anything that's the thing is anything can be a ritual. And I think that's why like it's so important to find whatever that is for you, because that's like when you and engage in a ritual and it becomes so felt in your body, like you can step out of the conscious mind and and everything else sort of, you know, the body does what it needs to do, like muscle memory takes over. Mm -hmm. And I think that being able to just step out of your, your brain, your active brain Mm -hmm. is a big part of this, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And it also takes the pressure off. It takes the control off. Like if we're talking about illogical, like I think a lot of people underestimate like having, believing in a greater source is not just, Oh, this person's above me and oppressing me. It's also like when it comes to spirituality, it's like, that's never the case, you know? It shouldn't be the case. That's why, you know, Christianity fails yeah. and not yeah. all the religions end up failing is like it should right. be a place where you get to almost feel like a baby. <laughs> you know, like there's someone, there's a parent mm-hmm. or there's a design or something. I've always felt like artists know how to step into the place of allowing, which is like where everything, mm-hmm. like, you know, where everything flows from. Because when you're in your art, you're connecting to a greater source. But People don't think of that consciously, but it's like when someone is doing something and it's mm-hmm. so purely a form of art, it's connecting with something greater than themselves, like a singer who can like connect with the highest note, like mm-hmm. a rapper who can just get in a flow and it doesn't even make sense how they're doing that, mm-hmm. right? Like these things are otherworldly in so many ways. Like 
being able to like take a beautiful image that exists in the world and exists in your mind and recreate it in mm-hmm. a special way that touches the spirit, like that's that's connecting with mm-hmm. something greater. Like you can't really do that. You know, it's something that is just given to you while you're like in that flow. And I think that that's, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think artists are really able to do that inherently. Yeah. And, and that's also- like, you know, it's when you paint, like, don't you mm-hmm. feel like you're, you, it's like, oh, it's your, your version of meditation, a meditation. Yeah, practice. it can go either way. And I think, yeah, when I'm actually connected in flow, yeah, it feels like channeling. And painting, I think it's such a yeah. thin line because to me, I think writing feels like channeling 24 7. And then painting, mm-hmm. to me, it's like so like tool oriented that it can really go either way. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to like trip off of the line into like flowing and then trip off the line into this like logical obsession with like a perfect you know because there's a form to it yeah yeah um but then what's funny is then the form starts looking really good when you let go all of a sudden you're like oh I did pick the complementary color without even thinking about it (laughs) you know yeah 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 like I think the best feeling is when you're in flow and then you look at the work after and you're like oh I did do the thing I was supposed to do like oh I did use Mm -hmm. alliteration and make it sound more like if I didn't even think about it you know yeah. But then also having the ability to like go back and edit too and be like, oh, this this would, you know. But yeah, with paintings, yeah. I love that when that happens. And I look back, I'm like, yeah, complimentary colors, babe. Didn't even think about it. Um, but you right. were talking, what you were saying really reminded me of the concept of like channeling and that mm-hmm. part of thinking that there's something bigger than you, which is the fact, so you should think it, <laughs> is even if it's just the collective consciousness, you know what I mean? Which I think is the truth, right? Yeah. That's always going to be bigger mm-hmm. than you your house is bigger than you (laughs) um but (laughs) just like the concept of that is like it takes some surrender as well which is giving up the control and the logic half the time and I think a lot of artists are actually channelers you know totally and I also think that's why a lot of artists get upset when a lot of like logic and questions are thrown at them because they're like that's not the energy this was made in like you know yeah please take an art as it's meant to be taken <laughs> you know and I also think a lot of artists are literally channels in that they couldn't they couldn't alter it because they they didn't really create it you know hundred percent there was a something that moved through them yeah but they yeah they wouldn't be able to like fix it and alter yeah. it um it's like a chicken and laying a whole, an egg, like, you know, and then you tell the chicken, hey, there's something wrong yeah. with this egg. They're like, well, my body does yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't exactly. calculate the egg exactly. actively. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something where it's like if you are able to just surrender, I love that you use that word, and try something, you'll find often it's the product is is more surprising and beautiful than you could have imagined Mm -hmm. because it you're not your imagination isn't really the thing creating it it's something outside of you yeah um oh yeah and that's really cool it's like and that's what I often find when I'll when I'll like write a newsletter it's like I think I have an idea and then like Mm. you know then I read it and it's like oh this was something entirely different from like the conscious thought that I had I was, like, given mm-hmm. a little thread, and then this, like, other thing flowed out. And I'm, like, that's really cool. Like, I, I wouldn't have known that it would go there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's a good, good one. <laughs> okay, you're number seven? 
Look at the people you admire. Oh my god, I've been thinking about this. Look at the people you admire. The people you admire tend to represent the greater aspects of you. Put on your detective mm-hmm. hat. Ugh. <laughs> this can give you clues <laughs> to your personal dharma. I love this woman. Um, okay, look at people you admire. I agree. Kanye has said this many different times. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You should be getting advice from people you respect, people whose lives you want to have, people who are older and have gone through what you have already, people who even just, you don't even know why, but you're really attracted to what they have to say, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I'm really passionate about this because, you know, I have people who are following me and are hate following me, which is really rare, but just everyone's small and get that experience. And, you know, they'll be like, I think this, this, and this isn't about you. And I'm like, I'm not for you. You don't admire me. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? You don't, right. not even admire, yeah. but like resonate. Like I'm not making you connect. I'm not giving you anything. Uh, yeah. So you shouldn't be here, but I'm not offended, you know? And I think it's so yeah. important because I just think of how much the people have influenced me have given me. Like we'd be nothing without the people that we're yeah. not fans of essentially, or like listening to, like, yeah. I can owe everything <laughs> to them, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I think it's something that you can you can learn it the way that you've learned it. I've also learned the opposite way, I think, where it's like I, I have to, to stop. I had to stop taking advice from people that I didn't at my core respect where they were in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so it can go, it can come from both ways where it's like, oh, I, I was just taking advice from people or listening or just being around them mm-hmm. because the, the, the vibration matters there, even if I didn't really agree with them. Right. And, and then I realized like, that's not the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not the vibe I want to be in. So why am I al- aligning myself either by listening, spending time with taking advice from, and, and now I'm like, okay, I'm reorienting with either the people that I admire or the situations, situations I admire. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Greater aspects Good. of you. How would we describe somebody who's, like, addicted to watching someone they don't like? Because I know that it's definitely a self-reflection practice. And I feel like we've all done that yeah. to some capacity. You know, I don't think I really do it anymore, but I feel like I used to. Like, sometimes look at reality stars and be like, what a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is it just, I think it's just self-referential. It's just another mirror. It's like, this person's weird, so I'm not kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I think it, or it comes from a place of trying to understand, but then, like, the judgment gets in the way, Mm. and then it just becomes a cycle of being, like, I'm trying to understand them, but then I'm judging them, and then I hate them. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, whether or not they're aware that they're just trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Which also is, like, we're not going to understand everyone. No. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. And if you want to understand everyone, you're really going to have to give up your little shtick. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be hard for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number eight, take it seriously, but be lighthearted about it. If you take mm-hmm. discovering your dharma too seriously, you may not actually be able to see it. It helps to have a light touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like touch it, but 100%. make it light. She's right. Light touch, well said. Yeah. Take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's like intention. I mean, even that sentence 
<laughs> the structure of it. I'm serious. Take it seriously. That's intention. Be lighthearted about it is like the nature of energy. Yeah. Those are energy is so simple. You know what I mean? Energy yeah. just says like tell me where to yeah. go and then it'll be guided and then you have to kind of deal with the whole. I always think of it like a tunnel. A tunnel mm-hmm. with the air going through. If there's cracks in the tunnel, if there's shit going on, if there's a flood, things are going to be different. But take it seriously but be lighthearted. It's like intention and flow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, things will be different. <laughs> in that. the tunnel, shit will be altered. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Have and I think you... it's... <laughs> Have you been to Universal Studios in a while? No. Have in you... a while? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you well, ever been? You and I went. Your family took me. Okay, when we were kids. And then... How old were we? When we were, like, in high school, maybe, or middle school. Okay. We went to see the Grinch Miss. Oh, okay, yes. And now then... I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was like yeah. it was like and then late and stuff. We went to Harry Potter World too, which okay, killer. with our friend. Oh, with my cousin. No, Harry Potter World, and it was you, me, and oh. and our friend Minnie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we went at night, and it was really quick. Yeah, remember because she had like free yeah, tickets. We, like we were we got there late. <laughs> she had like it was because of her job. That was actually sick. It was like because of her yeah. job. They're like you get a uh, free check out Harry Potter tickets. And we all went. It was literally like their premiere. It was like their preview I wore a cape. It was pretty wild. Yeah, you did. And we stopped you at Staples for some reason. I don't remember why. To print out, I think we had a show, an art show, and I think we were printing out like <laughs> the same artist night. bios or something. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, yeah, we saw Harry Potter and World like VIP. That was fun. Oh my God, that, that was, was very so fun. Cute. I almost bought a wand just because I was so taken with the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were of the times. You're yeah. really um um why oh yeah take it seriously about? oh i just asked you if you've been to universal studios in a while because i would love to go again <laughs> oh, okay cool <laughs> that'd be fun to go with chris because i don't think he's ever been and he's actually like a filmmaker oh my god so yeah funny. oh my god they have like the special <laughs> effects show that would be so fucking yeah. funny i wonder if like i should bring jamie to la and he should just be there for like five days and we do tourist shit oh my for god, a second please. I think Please, that'd be so I would cute. Die. I think he wants yeah. me to invite him. <laughs> you should stay. You should stay somewhere that I can come visit. Oh my god, that's like the most dumb thing I've ever. Said. No, no, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm oh my god, like... I would 100 percent take him to like Tiramitage and like some stupid yeah, like yeah. high rise or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, okay. my parents would be like only if like we had to like the night before going out um to fly or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would never be. But I would totally do Tiramitage and. Disneyland oh God, and Universal Studios, and then so if, yeah, but then if Chris is available, it's like I'd love to see Chris at Universal. Yeah. Also, maybe JB and Chris oh would gosh, be vibe so because they both do really like masculine things. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, structural vibes only. Only um, time will tell. It's just a disaster, and I'm like, sorry guys, I'll keep him in the jungle. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah, no, he's great. He's so sweet. I'm very happy. Um. Anyways, okay, plans made, bitches. Okay. (laughs) Between eight and nine. (laughs) um... (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, nine is me, isn't it? Are you good with with that eight, like what we've talked about? Am I good with it? Yeah. You know what I'm doing right Uh, now? One thing I'll say is... I'm literally, like, I have this... I'm using Jamie's, like, grinder for the weed, right? So it's one of those, like, fancy uh-huh. grinders that has, like, the weed. And then there's, like, a bottom compartment that makes the keef. And uh-huh. there's so much keef that it looks like a little sand farm. 
And I'm using this <laughs> tiny tool that it came with, like, like a tiny rake, and I'm just raking it around. Yeah. And it's like a Zen garden. Oh, my God. It's really weird. I can't believe that. We should post a photo in the Patreon. <laughs> be like my Zen garden. That's actually really yeah. funny. I think it'll be like very dumb, like, cutty meme. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll remember. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, I'm staring at a half-eaten tangerine and a cookie. Just like, oh, my God. My I know that feeling so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> The one thing I'll say is when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and that's when I was, like, the most channely, like, touched touched girl, um, touched in a good way, um, touched by spirit, I should say. <laughs> yeah, you were very, very Sorry. spiritual. I was very, And I, we were yeah, ready, um, you know, we were a little weirded out. Yeah, no, a lot of people weren't, um, weren't ready. Um, so I wrote on this piece of paper, I was like, I think I literally wrote this down, and I think I gave it to my dad. I was like, a little, like, here, dad. It said, let all things be funny to you at all times. Oh, wow. And my parents were like, oh, my God. And they put that up on the wall. Oh but Ugh. yeah, that's, that's when I knew really everything. Deep and true. Yeah. Let all things yeah. be funny at all times. And they were like, bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that also, like, it did become a guiding principle of my family. Even if mm-hmm. humor was really, really dark. It was like we would always try to make light of things. Yeah. And you know, laugh through things, which I think also some people don't understand that, that humor too, but it's like, if you are in the depths of pain and can find the way to make any joke, Literally. like it's better than nothing. If laughing yeah. is the highest yeah. vibe and you're at the lowest vibe, like that shit's going to bring you up a little bit at least. Yeah. Yeah. We got to keep laughing at bad stuff, you guys. <laughs> as even, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. It's um, a wonderful skill. Um, I have to pee again and then we can do nine and 10. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, nine. Have courage to walk into the mystery, bitches. I love that. How long have we been saying that? James and I came out of the womb <laughs> saying that. And then everyone was like, what? And we were like, never mind. <laughs> Let's be a little more mysterious. That's a practice. Um, yeah, we were like, whoops, you don't think babies can talk? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if you're committed to discovering your dharma, you'll need to call in a higher level mm-hmm. of trust. Mm-hmm. This See, this mm-hmm. person is right like this random this 2013 huffington post writer what's their name watch it be someone who's like a tabby biddle yeah no when i saw tap yeah when i started it was tabby biddle i was like damn that is oh she's an author women's leadership coach did she has a divine feminine writers group no she doesn't i know she's beautiful she's really blonde she's got a real big mouth like me big <laughs> like big you know like big teeth oh, okay yeah wow big she lips. looks so much like someone i used to work with it's so weird wow tabby biddle she's not wrong dharma co-founder of 50 women can change the world in media and entertainment take up space a daily meditation un press people. fellow she's a best-selling author how come when so many people are best-selling authors? What does it take? <laughs> I actually can tell you something. Um, mm. A lot of writers, their publishing houses buy their books so that it goes, the sales go up, mm. and then you take the books mm. on, like, your tours, and you sell them uh, on tour. Mm. 
So it's actually a huge scam. I wonder the if that's going to happen in my... Yeah. <gasps> that's crazy. I also was thinking, like, you can say best-selling writer if, like, oh, I'm the best-selling at my, like, indie publisher. Like, I'm the best-selling of, like, yeah, my class. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> best-selling in my family. Find a voice, a woman's call to action. It seems like, like, her, this, her thing is really good, and it seemed like as time went on, she got a little bit more yeah. woman's, woman. Maybe because of the, like, feminist pressure, she was like, I need to sell my womanness. Honestly, a lot of people did that, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of spirituality for a lot of women veered off of this kind of general thing. Well, it's a market. It's a market. But, like, the influence of, like, feminism, like, this wave of feminism to really, like, claim your womanness and make everything about being a woman kind of distracted people from, like, the very genderless nature of spirituality. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, she's very, like, feminine spiritual yeah which is rare i feel like that is a rare crossover what she's doing no i see it so much honestly really like i'm obsessed with i'm because i I get obsessed with like all the spiritual people doing things weird because i think i don't (laughs) want to go into or like see what parts i have and like just like yeah like hate like I think the difference between oh no I my, remember that I remember now that girl that you said yeah the me Maui was, like, woman super hippie so yeah. clearly bought yeah. her followers was clearly scamming people but her whole shtick was like divine feminine goddess and like even her aesthetics I felt were so non spiritual like neon pink and like yeah. not that there's really any rules to it but it just was so like in your face and crazy and like I would never t- tell that to her whatever I don't care but like it was for me like a litmus of like right what's out there but right. there's a lot of divine feminine stuff going on which I believe there's some truth to it but the words are just kind of weird like there is do you want do you want to break that down like the concept of like feminine and masculine energy I think is very mm-hmm. valid but the words aren't very good because they make people think of gender roles when there's really right. kind of these right. poles that we do feel and some things do feel more feminine and even play out that way in society. Like, if you look at even the patriarchy, like, what does it run on? Like, kind of killing the feminine, especially in men, right? And so we see that and it's like, but the feminine is that the right word. You know what I mean? Like, we kill exactly. off the sensitive, yeah. we kill off the spiritual, we kill off the more, like, earth-centered. Like, there's so many other words that work for that, but people use feminine and then people get into these divisions because people are just seeing the yeah. word and not what they're trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's also reinforcing the binary instead of the, mm-hmm. the spectrum of um, just how, how it can feel to be vulnerable. Totally. And I actually want to correct my statement about watching the girl. I don't think I was hate-blowing her. I think I completely understood what she was saying, but I saw how her message was so muddled because of what she was using. You know, mm-hmm. her and I, I think, have this, some of the same messages, but when she sprinkles glitter on it and calls it feminine pussy power, like, you lose so many yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, that's yeah. what it is a lot of the time is, like, research on, like... No, you yeah. never talked shit about her. You were just yeah. like, this is a really interesting girl. Like, Yeah, because I think there's I a difference. I love following her. And I think that see. there's a way to yeah. be functional about people who you think are doing things incorrectly is to be, like why do I think it's incorrect and like what's happening with their audience or their success? Like, well, how can I see what they're doing wrong? You know? Yeah. Cause yeah, hate yeah. gets you nothing, but investigative. Totally. I, I mean, I follow people that are like, don't make sense to me at all, mm-hmm. but that, but I don't like dislike them. I just find them so confusing where it's like, how are you getting sent, you know, Prada, Prada and getting invited to the Gucci mm-hmm. thing when you're doing like somewhat average 
you know, in the field that she's chosen, she's sort of average, yeah. right? But she still has somehow gotten to this place. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, have, I don't connect with her in any way. I don't resonate mm-hmm. with anything. But I'm like, there are people that do with this girl and feel that she is like, and on, on an artistic level, you know, which I find so fascinating. And it also makes don't you get. feel like anything's possible, right? Because you're like, if I can see that in someone who I don't get ignited by, like, I'm bound to have people who aren't ignited by me and who are. And, like, yeah. we're yeah. all kind of on yeah. the same. That's how where I end up usually. Like, I'll be like, this is really weird. But then I'll be like, that makes me feel more abundant. Because if this person to me is really unstimulating, but they're stimulating totally. to enough people to, like, make a living and do what they love, like... No, you that's know. a really good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. that's where it goes. There's right? room for everyone. Yeah. Have courage to walk into mystery. Okay, so we veered off into like Googling her and then analyzing her career. <laughs> um Tabby Biddle. Have courage to walk into the mystery. Yeah, absolutely. Trust. I'm obsessed with trust. I always say energy loves trust. Trust is surrender. Trust is giving up control. Trust is I don't know, just letting it fucking happen. <laughs> And also letting things go because mm-hmm. you have to trust that more will flow in. Mm-hmm. And also by letting things go, you let go of what you already know. And often you are left with nothing at first Yeah. before you can, so that you're left in the mystery. And I think, um, I think with the abundance of information that is at our fingertips nowadays, we've become uh, so detached, like from mystery and it, it's become more frightening than it needs to be. Whereas, mm. like, every day, you know, our the early humans, like, woke up <laughs> with no idea of what would happen in the day, right? Like, there were their sort of, like, routines no they would schedule. maybe do, but the yeah. mystery of what lay beyond, you know, the edge of the forest or whatever was, like, I mean, can you even imagine? I can't. Now? I was just thinking, I was like, what happens when I wake up in the cave? Like, do I look over at my sister and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we right. going to do? <laughs> Yeah. I guess there's always a leader. Yeah. That's why, I guess, leadership comes into play, right? Because why do you wake up? Because your parents tell you to. But then later the leader yeah. becomes yourself trying to get tasks done. Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mystery. Yeah. There's, yeah, way less room for mystery just in general. Like you said even earlier when we were talking about uh, synchronicity of people and who you run into, it's like there's no mystery there anymore. I could DM anyone. I could get an app that tells me mm-hmm. who's looking at my profile. Do you know that exists? Yeah. I've never used it because I, I heard if you download it, it's like... Instagram really hates that and will, like, delete your account or something, so I can't. Oh. I also just don't want it. But I, yeah, and it, it it's real. It's a real thing. I, I would definitely feel more inclined to have that if I was, like, a few years younger. Oh, totally. Yeah, if I was, like, going through a breakup yeah. at, like, 21, I'd be all over it. Yeah. But, yeah, right now I'm yeah. like, oh, just don't even. <laughs> yeah, no way. Um, also, no one is that important to me at this point, which I think is really cool. Okay, well said. I feel the fucking same. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, in that way, like... hmm Yeah. I just want, like, a bot that's, like, has Kanye ever clicked on your profile? It's, <laughs> like, a single for, like, Kanye, Jodorowsky. <laughs> yeah, just be like, have they ever just looked at Lana. me? <laughs> on accident. Even just on accident. Even, I like, know, whoops, clicked on my message. <laughs> it's like i entered their eyeballs at some point clicked on the dm that i send her every day (laughs) i sent kanye a supportive text message during the divorce i mean dm text message really yeah because i just i feel so bad for him i just feel terrible for him it's like i just don't want to see what they did to michael jackson happen to him when michael jackson's thing was like Mm. way more gnarly and worse and like 
we don't even yeah. know what the truth was. But it's just like Kanye, honestly, he's only got in trouble for like stupid shit he said. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. He hasn't hurt anyone. He hasn't altered the course of anyone's fucking life with trauma. He just yeah. hasn't. And like his what he's given has been so big. And I'm just like, dude, I and all the people trying to cancel him are people who never connected to his work. It's like literally like white liberal women who still think Kanye mm-hmm. is just someone you hear at the club. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're the ones yeah. being like, he's exhibiting abusive behavior. And it's like, yeah, maybe. But you also don't really know the other side of the coin either. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I've sent him a message. <laughs> I've probably sent Samina Jodorowsky before. You know, just to check. Because you never know. Yeah. Sometimes people open them. That's sweet. Yeah. That's very sweet. It's like when I tried to tell Mindy Kaling that I loved her. See? <laughs> she never opened it. She probably saw it, though, and I'm sure that was part of her juice. Because that's the thing. I mean, look at Illusion Pod. If people didn't come up to us and say, wow, I really love your pod, or, like, message and be like, wow, this one really hit me, or, like, gave you free drinks at a restaurant, like, you, w- we wouldn't yeah. make that connection that it was something we should keep doing or care about. So, yeah, yeah I think it's good true. to be a fan and be like, thinking of you, Kanye, you're a legend. <laughs> You're a legend no yeah. matter what no, these it's nice. news people say. Yeah. <laughs> it's also another level of just, like, beyond liking someone's post. It, it is – people don't do that as much anymore. Fan mail isn't real. It's just, like, you like their photo. Yeah. So totally. I commend you. I realize the people I'm fans of are just my friends. I like their post before even, like, reading it or looking at it. Yeah. And I'm like, so likes are kind of just, like – I don't know. <laughs> support. Oh, absolutely. Visible support. I don't know. Yeah, duh, that's yeah. obvious. Okay, you want to do number 10? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> allow breathing space. Your your dharma is not something you can catch. You need to take, take steps, then leaps, then let yourself breathe. Patience is an absolute mm-hmm. necessity. That's very Dao. Yeah. Very, yeah, very, very, absolutely. very Dao, actually can't catch it yeah you can't fucking catch it also i just noticed no. dharma is like drama but sca- uh, scrambled i know i i keep like messing up my word dharma, dra- i know but you brought yeah. us here drama dharma you can yeah. turn your your life dr- your drama into dharma <laughs> like your life can either be dharma or drama straight up yeah yeah <sighs> Oh, and I, that I should think be the title. The opposite of like confusion or uh, flow. Mm-hmm. Dharma's Dharma's opposite. Yeah. So intentional stimulation cool. versus you could either. Um, okay, I'm just typing this because I want it to be the title. Yeah, like, yeah. Dharma or drama or something like I long something yeah. like that. Um, breathing space. Yeah, patience. Moving slow. I think moving slow is one of the best fucking decisions i ever made in my life yes yes and you're someone that has taught me that for sure because you have been so patient and um someone who just enjoys truly enjoys the process and Mm -hmm. and that sort of goes back to what i was saying earlier where it was like i wouldn't follow things through necessarily and because i was in a hurry to get somewhere yes and i was real. i used to be really obsessed with youth and the idea of like People won't want me after a certain age mm. and like mm. that's no way to live and that Mm-mm. doesn't lead you anywhere fruitful because there's no patience there and there's no trust, mm-hmm. right? Also, it's like that 
which I think is also being talked about a lot, is, like, that way of thinking, like, you were talking about, about, like, obsessed with being young and that there was kind of, like, this, like, clock ticking and that you had to, like, make it at a certain time, things like that. It's, like, that's very in line with, like, honestly, like, capitalistic, like, ageist stuff. Yeah. And what I find so crazy is, like, literally just deciding that that's not going to exist for you actually works. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you're sort of... And that's why I get so fucking annoyed with people who, like, criticize spiritual stuff like like this and be like, well, good luck living like that in a capitalist, ageist society. I'm like, well, have you ever tried to step out of it and actually see what you attract and how what would happen if we all did that? Because we've never fucking tried, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, what if we live like that instead of being like, I have to do this and, like, shut up, you know? Yeah. And it's harder. I mean, it's definitely harder to do. Being patient is hard in Mm -hmm. many ways and is challenging it. But, you know, it's a personal responsibility rather than being like this system. I'm living in the system and I have no, absolutely no Mm -hmm. agency. Like, we are all living in a system that takes away so much of our, like, God-given rights. So much. But we have agency. We still have agency. Totally. Um, Totally. And. God-given rights. And, and. Yeah. That's well that's yeah. so great. <laughs> no, it's good. God given rights. Yeah. Yeah. Gabby yeah. right. loves God, so yeah, I just yeah, I love like God Because uh, it's just when people say it, they really mean it, you know? Yeah. And if yeah, they don't absolutely. mean it, they're being like ultra ironic, but both are very powerful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um the power of the ultra space. irony. <laughs> um and then she ends with kind of she says there's one more question, which I kind of, my favorite question, what is the change that you so deeply want to see in the world? Your answer to this will give you an important clue to discover your personal dharma, your sacred duty, your mission here on earth. Yeah. I, I mean, just, yeah, because, okay, you gotta go. <laughs> well, I like it. I like it a lot. It also puts a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. Dharma, which is like what what I think you and I were talking about is Dharma can be so simple, yes. like just simply like a simple way be. of being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and so this last thing is sort of like, oh my God, like I yeah. would I would love to see like <laughs> this. And then you feel like I you have to bear the weight on your shoulders. Like I could see it going that way too. So I like this yeah. question because I I do think we are all responsible for changing the world a, a little bit because we are we all comprise the world and mm-hmm. the only thing you can change is yourself right like so there's all of that I agree with all of that but there is a little bit and a little element of like you know let's go big or go well, home feels, which isn't it feels like like for me intuitively reading this I'm like okay you just presented all this stuff and then you felt guilty about the individualistic nature of it and so now you're saying mm-hmm. my favorite question though it's not even on yeah, the list. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even make it in the list. Yeah. What is the change yeah. that you so deeply want to see in the world? Because then it zooms us out of... Yeah. But here's my whole thing. I've been thinking about this. I think about this all the time. It's just, like, you immediately get images of being, like, Angelina Jolie, like, saving the world and, like, right. being on a panel. But it's, like, what is the real big consciousness? <laughs> and it's raising your vibration. And it's a controversial thing to say, but what I always say is, like, every religion has tried to do that. Every single one. If you Mm -hmm. look at what they're trying to do, they're Mm -hmm. just trying to get people to sing together, to dance together, to give up 
things that they consider low vibration, whether they're right or wrong, you know? Right. And I think it does change the world to not say, hey, don't eat fish and don't be gay to get a vibration high, but to say a high vibration matters and this is how I found mine. Yeah. I'm encouraging you to find yours. Maybe some of the stuff that I do raises your vibration or maybe it just reminds you that you're not feeling very high vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> and mm-hmm. that you should. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about toxic positivity because that's not what a high vibration is. Vi- high vibration is flow and clarity and connection to everyone yeah and when you're connected to Mm -hmm. everyone you're not going to be about be a power hungry boss you're not going to like snatch up real estate like (laughs) yeah because there's compassion and connection inherently yeah you don't need to be big baddie babe (laughs) you know you you know what you actually need and you know what i'm saying and often what we need is so simple like at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um and I think the ego will always sort of ask for more or want more. But if you're connected to people, you realize that there's always enough. So you don't need to grab at it. Yeah. Right? And some people are great at logistics. That's the other thing, too, is like some people's change in the world is something more physical. Like, oh, water, like mm-hmm. getting water to people. Right. Some people mm-hmm. are more logical and then their dharma is more logical. Right. But I think it's important that people yeah. who are logical... And people who aren't are aware of that because you could really fuck yourself mm-hmm. up. <laughs> totally, totally. If you serve others and you don't love it, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like shit's going to get fucked up or you're going to hurt people. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> and the thing is, I think there was, I was listening to this other talk about um, Dharma. And he was saying basically like whatever you do, you are in some way being of service by just doing whatever you do very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that is That's really true. an important way to frame it, not mm-hmm. just like as long as you're doing something that is um, part of like your absolute dharma. The, it, like, so basically there's this idea of like the worldly dharma and then the absolute dharma. Mm-hmm. And absolute is like being in flow and being um, as the – I think it was Sachi Dinando that I was listening to was saying like – accessing the kingdom of God that's within your heart is Mm. what he was saying. That's the absolute dharma. The worldly dharma is like servicing humanity in like whatever you do. Mm. Um, And then he, something that he said was like, everything is necessary. So like Mm. all of the things that we do are necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's like, it can be so simplistic as long as you are like fully embracing that Mm -hmm. you know like fully embracing whatever you're doing and and being willing to to be present like and that comes back that come back to like all of buddhism and taoism is like whatever you're doing be present within it and that's like connection Mm -hmm. right yeah absolutely yeah i just and sometimes i think i'm like we've never (laughs) Like, people will, like, hate on spirituality, but I was like, we've never tried. Like, we've never tried to get everybody on this page and saw what happened. We just don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. If it helps people and it helps couples and it helps families and it helps whole communities, like, I, you know? Like, when I hear, like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're, you know, putting meditation in inner city schools to teach the kids not to have anger issues. It's like, yeah, that's where it starts. And, like, if you take all this mm-hmm. stuff out of the woo-woo and make it, like, necessary health, it's, like, what would happen? Like, you would save lives. Absolutely. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, something I'll say is, like, your 
Um, Dharma isn't going to look the same as anybody else's. Yes. And yes. it's important to not judge mm-hmm. yourself or judge others. Like I, I remember there's someone I worked with in a restaurant and a lot of, for a lot of people, restaurants are like transitional times in their lives. So they're not doing their Dharma. Like it's not, it's not, it's just a part of like the, the process. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew a couple people that like actually deeply loved it, even if they pretended to hate it. Mm-hmm. Like I know someone who's like very much still working in restaurants um, you know, saved up enough during the pandemic that he could have like quit and found his new thing, mm-hmm. right? Because he worked all through COVID and there was nothing for him to do um, because he was like a partier. <laughs> so he saved up a bunch of money and like he could have quit and then like really thought or go back to school or whatever, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do that. He goes to work every single day, works as a server, works as a bartender and like will just talk your ear off mm-hmm. about the, the bar or the restaurant, even when I, if you hung out with him after work. And it's yeah. like, because he, he was engrossed in that world and that was like, you know, secretly his dharma, whether or not he wanted to admit it. Yeah. And I think that there's something like, you just have to be able to accept whatever people are, path people are on because you just have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I had a question. Eyes on your own prize. That I wrote here. With, like, what does life purpose or dharma get confused with? And I think that's a really mm-hmm. good kind of angle on that where it's like, I think life purpose, it's presented as this big giant thing. Like even in this article, it's like, I went to India and, you know, it's like, and it gets confused with kind of just things that are advertised to us, which is like a grand life experience, a, a really high paying job, being famous, you know? Yeah. And so people think that the only people who found their purpose are the ones who reached some kind of success that's recognized societally whereas mm-hmm. you could literally i've yeah. met so many people's like grandmothers or parents where i'm like oh they live their dharma no if you google them they wouldn't mm-hmm. come up but they're in this house here satisfied still eager still hungry still learning <laughs> like about mm-hmm. whatever they're passionate about and no yeah. you know they're not on a forbes list like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and i think that's is a really big thing yeah i i totally agree purpose and that's also something that it's like if we were able to make space for those people in society more broadly things would be so much better because Mm -hmm. less people will be clawing for something that isn't right for them yeah also sometimes your life purpose i feel like could get confused with something that makes you look good to others you know Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely met people who are, like, feel guilty about what they love doing. Like, maybe someone's a dancer or, like, a singer, and they're like, well, this doesn't save the world. And it's, like, we're talking yeah. about raising people's vibration, giving people hope. I mean, that's what art does, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good cause than any. But right now, especially, it's like, oh, like, there's, like, the privileged jobs and, then like, the not privileged jobs yeah. or passions, you know? And people, that also cock blocks <laughs> their dharma yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can go both ways for sure. Um, should we talk about the Tao a little bit? We've definitely gone as far, but as the first episode, I'm yeah. down to deliver a three-hour Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> <laughs> he had that whole yeah, drama, and then it didn't. I don't listen to him, so I, he probably updated, but didn't he get, like, he didn't get booted yeah, yeah. off. He stayed. He didn't get booted off. I, I heard from some other podcasts that he um, apologized, like, he apologized twice. So the first time he sort of apologized being like, it was out of context and I'm sorry. And yeah. then he like, they released that other video and he was like, 
oh, like, this was really bad. Also, I saw <laughs> stuff on TikTok where it was, like, a bunch of black people had his back, which I feel like is why. Oh, really? Yeah, like, there was That's this, like, panel and someone who was friends with Joe Rogan. It was, like, some, like, sports panel. I don't know what it was. And someone who was friends with Joe Rogan was on it and one of the press people was, like, how do you feel about Joe Rogan? And, like, we know that you've, you're friends with him and everyone was, like, shut up. Like, he's a great guy. We don't care. Like, whatever. And I think that helped it move along, too. Mm-hmm. Um, James, I don't listen to Joe Rogan because we don't like his voice, but I do sometimes keep up with the drama because yeah. he's so polarizing. Yeah, he also just like he's so okay, masculine. <laughs> Speaking of and masculine, he, like energy. trying. Yeah, and it's also boring. Like he's pretty. It's like masculine yeah. boring. Like it's like bro. But men boring. love him. Like especially out here. Like, yeah, he's like such a star. Like so men in the middle of nowhere love Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very parasympathetic, parasocial, mm-hmm. parasocial, parasocial for men. <laughs> Paras- totally. Social feels like a woman thing, like going on Instagram and getting obsessed with like a reality star, but then men have Joe yeah, Rogan. But men are so parasocial. Think about any sports thing. Oh, true, true. They're like, he's on the field. I'm pretending I'm on the field. <laughs> right, 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 right. I love my team. Oh, he, he didn't do his touchdown. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> like it's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay, the Tao. Okay, the Tao is in line with number 10, where she speaks of patience and trust. Yeah. Okay, what? Uh, yeah. The Tao the was something, like, was also one of those, like, texts in my house that I was very attuned to. I was supposed to do a, a fucking book report in fifth grade, and my parents convinced me to do the Tao. No way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so I... But, what did your but teacher like, say? the funny thing is... Was she like, holy shit. He, just, he was just sort of, like, dissatisfied and grumpy, but my parents, like, made an impact on him at the first, like, parent-school teacher night, mm. so he just knew that they were, like, weird and hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he uh, he was literally, like, a this, like, really, like, probably, like, late 50s. He was a real estate agent. He was a, a gay married man, and then he was also weirdly like a fifth grade teacher. And you could just see sometimes he would lose his fucking temper mm. on like clearly like fifth graders that were gonna be like cis white bros, mm. and he would lose his temper on that. Okay. And it was really interesting. I had a teacher like that too. He was in the closet, though. really. He was so clearly gay as hell. Uh, Biggest damn. temper and would always lose his shit on, yeah, the like very like white jock types. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> and he was so in the closet sad it was he, he he was the type of teacher that would like throw chairs what was his teacher oh my god oh yeah no. what, I mean, what was his his subject math oh yeah oof. he was like this little like persnickety math guy and he, <laughs> uh it was so yeah he picked like the the topic that he could be the meanest in um oh my god he would do this thing where he'd call our names he'd be at the front of the class and he'd call our names like to get our tests back and if yeah. you didn't hear him right away and were making your way up in time, he would drop it on the ground. <gasps> yeah. And oh the timing was not, it was not, like, that <laughs> cool. Not it wasn't giving, yeah. <laughs> so he'd, like, say your name and then, like, if you were out of it or talking or not paying attention, like, he, he would just, like, very, like, very, yeah, like, catty would just, like, flick it on the ground. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I wonder if he's, like, still teaching. He was also, like, mega Republican. And in my fucking... Yeah, he was... I feel like he was one of those... So in the closet that he was, like, on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So yeah. hard. He um, 
in my yearbook. I looked at my old middle school yearbook. He wrote Republicans Rock. And that meant what? nothing to me back then, obviously. And that meant nothing to most people, yeah. He wrote it as, like, the signature or it was in his, like, on his bio? In the signature. Like, he wrote in my thing no with a smiley way. face. Yeah, he was because he really liked me. He really liked oh me, God, weirdly enough. Gay men love me. <laughs> That's insane. No, yeah, he really liked me. I don't know why. I think I was that was when I was still a good student. <laughs> and I let him be a Republican. I, feel like he would like, I feel like he would weirdly be good at math, like like school math like oh, that. I, was, I yeah. was really good at math until I didn't want to do it anymore, which yeah, was like yeah. eighth grade. Yeah, Gabby's very quick with numbers and like when she's calculating like costs or something i'm like stop don't yeah like, i love like basic so math and then when it comes to stuff that i just i just think i had this really visceral feeling of like i don't i don't need this and i was so mad that it was wasting my time um mm-hmm. but yeah he was the last teacher where the math was still like it was like algebra or something yeah yeah <laughs> the last <laughs> uh the last math yeah yeah he was just like you're so um, smart and blah, blah blah and then he was like republicans rock smiley face unreal i could cancel him with that if he was a famous gay influencer i could be like he used to be a teacher and look what he wrote (laughs) (laughs) republicans rock yeah he was obsessed with magic actually that was interesting he was an interesting guy yeah he sounds like a he taught a magic (laughs) elective for doing magic tricks yeah what so he yeah so he was this catty little shit with <laughs> who would throw shit. Oh he had a temper God. who hated the guys but then he well, had what, a magic what did he look like he was short does I, is was he bald i imagine he wasn't bald. bald he was short i think he was okay. like half white half filipino okay uh a lot of acne scars <laughs> oh wow i was imagining like a a towering person with like with a bald sort of like a Maybe for a character from The Simpsons, I'm imagining. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, like, a little kind of, like... But he... Now, oh God, I'm thinking about him way too much now. I'm, like, he was either, like, a closet gay or, like, a hardcore, like, golf-playing corporate guy who doesn't get to be corporate. Mm. But I'm, like, maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. But, yeah, definitely same vibes. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was. I don't know. Also, he decorated his classroom, like, a motherfucker, like... And so well. Like, it was all weird shit because he loved, like, Nixon and he loved Ann Coulter. I don't even know who that is. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's also, she's very right-wing. Yeah. Okay, he decorated his room with Ann Coulter, Buffy the Vampire. I can't, this is all coming back to me. (laughs) This is some weird (laughs) shit. Uh, He decorated his costume with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ann Coulter, um, Nixon. He had Nixon memorabilia. That's fucked up. And, like old stuff that he had on display. And then every year, in the middle of the year, he'd take pictures of everybody, like really high quality headshots and put them on the board. Oh my god. But it's like, look at all his little passions. <laughs> wow. Like being stuffed into a classroom. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Teaching men and UCLA. He was obsessed with UCLA. <laughs> He had gone. Oh, there. I could see that. Yeah. I think my trigonometry teacher went to UCLA and was like pretty like he had his little UCLA lanyard he was always wearing. Mm-hmm. Just like, what do you need that for, sir? Dude, <laughs> my point. most like uh, the teachers that were obsessed with college really pissed me off and like had stuff on their walls because they were so mm-hmm. proud of themselves. So I was like, I don't want to be like you. Yeah. In a classroom with my fucking 
mascot on the, <laughs> on the wall. Oh, my God. That teacher was a trip. Okay, we went off. The Dow. Uh, why? Why did we say so, that? Oh, I was talking about my Oh, your school report. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah. So how did he write? My yeah, school so report, what happened yeah. with the report? So... So I realized very quickly that I shouldn't have chosen this book because it was, it's just a collection of poems, you guys. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, or a little, I don't know if you would call them poems or passages, but um, there's nothing to really do a report on because it's it's literally like an entire spiritual concept. Mm -hmm. And so my mom had a great (laughs) idea. She was like, pick a longer uh, poem and just do the report on that, which is like, that's also not a book report. And like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, so interesting. I went up and I, yeah. Your parents were yeah. fucking and with so the then world. I, the Matrix. Yeah, I know. I know. Truly. <laughs> and so then I went up and I did, you know, when you remember, you know, when you have to have like poster board and so you make the poster oh, and stuff. Poster board. Yeah. God. And so I, I had to do that poster for this. And so I wrote, you know, Tao Te Ching, which is spelled T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, the book that I'm doing is Tao uh, Te Ching by Lao Tzu. And this fucking asshole said it's Tao. Goes, it's it, isn't it Tao? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I basically gave up after after that of the basically on everybody. It's like being but, on the um, internet, specifically. Speci- no, yeah, seriously, the internet common. is a fifth grade classroom. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, but um, yeah, I did it on this one passage, but I was really affected by it, and I've always loved it, and I've always had a copy floating around because. Uh, and also my favorite quote of all time that I think gives everything that I need to know mm-hmm. um, that I always return to is the Tao that can be defined is not the true Tao. Wow. And that's always been my, like, my grounding yep. philosophy. Well, fuck, yeah, that's some shit. The Tao is not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> So it's a very, it's a very, uh, okay, you know, it'd be so cool if we left it there and didn't talk about the Tao because it can't be defined. Yeah. Yeah. But we could say a few oh. things because I yeah. think, I do, do think it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do think but, you guys should just read it for yourselves. But some of you just need to hear what James just said. That's enough. The Tao that can be defined is not the Tao. Like, that's really all yeah. you need to know. Um, yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. When did you come across the the Dow? It was always around, and I never, ever picked it up until last summer. I got it in a store. Mm. Why did I... Why was I at the store? I was was at the promenade for a really real... Weird reason. I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, I remember. Was it the cryogenic thing? No, no. I'm like, was it Planned Parenthood? (laughs) But I don't think it was. Uh, Why was I there? I don't know why. I literally... Oh, laser hair removal. <laughs> oh, okay. I was at laser way. And yeah, and then I just nearby, I was just walking around aimlessly and I was like... And then I got that book and then I loved it. But it was like, there's been times where I've picked it up because we had it in our house. You and I had it. Mm-hmm. You had a copy in the Venice place and I would just pick it up and just like it didn't hit. And it hit so hard. I was like... It was like time. It was like my time to read was it. Was it the Tao or was it the Tao of Pooh? Which was it? It was first the Tao. Was it just like a translation oh. of the actual? Yeah. And I'm sad I don't have it with me. I have it at my parents' house still. But yeah, it was just a translation and it was simple. And I just read it on my parents' balcony for like two days and I was like, holy shit. And then yeah. you got me the Tao of Pooh while I was in uh, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. 
And then I started yeah. reading it actually when I got, I wrote some of it here on the beach. And then when I got home, I read most of it. And that one was way more complicated. Like the translation, mm-hmm. you should read that first and then read the Taupu. And even then the Taupu is like, I just, it's so much. <laughs> I was like, I had a yeah, hard time. it really is. Um, yeah. But it seemed to be, it was cute. Like, I think the Taupu to me is something that I love, like, aesthetically. Like, I love that it happened. I love that it exists. But the book itself doesn't really teach you what it's supposed to, I think. I Yeah, I think it's a little more camp than it needs to be. And, like... So true, yeah. Sort of muddies the message a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but, but I still love it as a concept. I do have a really good quote from the writer of that, Benjamin Hoff, who, like, literally looks like mm-hmm. a joyous engineer he looks like a (laughs) looks like a tech happy tech guy uh and he says when you discard arrogance complexity and a few other things that get in the way sooner or later you will discover that simple childlike and mysterious secret known to those of the uncarved block life is fun so the uncarved block is kind of just like he comes benjamin hoff and tau poo comes back to that a lot as kind of just the symbol of the Tao, which is essentially, like, being true to yourself, like, you are, yeah, basically, right? I wasn't yeah. too crazy about his symbols. I was like, the uncarved block, okay. But yeah, it is what he's saying. But the, I like about that quote is, life is fun, and I think I can resonate with this when I feel the most aligned. No matter what situation I'm in, I'm able to say life is fun simply for mm-hmm. the act of it. I I think that's wonderful. And I think that that is um, so important to remember, even if it's just an aspirational thing, you know, Mm -hmm. there have been times that are absolutely not fun for me at all in life, but like remembering that that's a possibility Mm -hmm. and that that is the true state is the first step. Absolutely. Um, And I love what I love about the Tao too, is it's, it's, it's a way of being, but it is also like an ex, uh, expanded version of yourself and like it is spirit so it's just a really like it is really hard to define because it's it is like everything and also like nothing like there's so much you know uh nothingness Mm -hmm. to like the Tao Te Ching which is so beautiful too like it's very like it's it it's very it's like a void like but in a good way Mm -hmm. because we need we need that now more than ever yeah it's like a it's a perception of the void that makes it profound and necessary which we need that we need that because if not the void will be sold to us as a negative thing and then all of a sudden the thing that's always there always there 24 7 is now your enemy and that is not cool that is not cool at all (laughs) not cool at all i have some quotes from the the dow that i can say oh Um, yeah But this is like from verse 43. The most yielding thing in the world will overcome the most rigid. The most empty thing in the world will overcome the most full. From this comes a lesson. Stillness benefits most than action. Silence benefits more than words. Rare indeed are those who are still. Rare indeed are those who are silent. And so I say, rare indeed are those who obtain the bounty of this world. Absolutely. And what I think the Absolutely. beautiful thing about the Tao is like even just this segment, I think to me, it's like 
like stylistically and like artistically it's like it puts mm-hmm. you in this world of stillness and silence and nothingness and mm-hmm. then says oh but now you have the bounty of this world which is such a big exactly. active yeah gift you know yeah so it's like just the style of the Tao is like so proper it's like it's not about the words it's literally the poetry is so good you know yeah. that you're traveling it is yeah and it is also like uh, like I just love how much stillness is um is talked about because like a lot of the meditations that I do are are based around stillness Mm -hmm. and it's like this idea not of like stagnation but there's so much that flows through you when you can like become still like just in beyingness Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. you can be a channel because the mind is so active right Exactly, exactly. Do you think the meaning of life is getting rid of the clutter to be a channel? I think that's bi- a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's um, being a channel, but also channeling at all times. Mm-hmm. Accepting that you're not, like, the person, but you're, like, the vehicle for, like, the eternal, right? Mm-hmm. To, like... And and when you do that, it can infuse every aspect of your life. Like it, that's like presence. It's just being mindful. Like it doesn't mean that you have to always be like writing the greatest uh, song in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. But you're channeling like presence yeah. and channeling hundred percent. Yeah, into anything, into eating this like orange mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, it can happen all the time. I think that's another thing that I love is that presence. You know. It doesn't have to be found in a yoga class. It doesn't have to be found at, like, a silent retreat. Like, there's not – it's not something that takes so much effort no matter what, you know, like, which is obvious. But, I mean, it's, like, that's something that we all have to remember. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend people getting into the Tao. (laughs) (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) And if it doesn't hit – It'll hit later. <laughs> For me, it didn't hit. After yeah. I was just two, I wasn't ready. And then it did. Yeah. I did not hit when I was, you know, in, in fifth grade. Ooh. I was just doing it for an assignment. Okay, I want to say one more <laughs> thing that's kind of relevant uh, that mm-hmm. I wrote down in the notes that I want to see what you have to say about. But in stanza 30, apparently, it says, Believe in yourself and don't try to convince others. Be content with your, without yourself and don't need others' approval accept who you are and the whole world will accept you and Mm. something I've been unpacking a lot is the feminine urge (laughs) to explain yourself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think you and I have have explored this before but just the feeling and I think I see it in women more so of having to always explain yourself explain your intentions make sure everyone knows that you're like meant the right thing and that you care and it's a very internet thing but also very like woman thing and the Tao is yeah. completely, like, against that and just says, be as you are. And it's, like, those who understand will understand and da-da-da-da-da, you know. Totally. I think um, I think you're totally – I love the, the feminine urge thing because that's so true. And it also just – I think the, the more that I try to – it goes back to, like, mystery and definition. Like, if you're explaining yourself, it's because you're um, – trying to pull yourself out of mystery yes, for someone else yes, to feel comfortable, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that's just and so like, good. <laughs> Starts beating yes, the shit I out think of everything. that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I it's you. like, yes. 
Yes, yeah, it's like someone so can't think... handle the mystery and they want you to fill in the blanks for right. them, but then you ruin the mystery. Oh my god, yeah. I, okay, whatever. I'm not even going to be, like, creepy, but as you said that, I looked at how much we've been recording and it was two, 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 uh-huh. two, 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 which is my number, No right? way. It is my number right the now. The last time I looked at the at the, at the the clock, it was two, two, two. That's my, like, we number. Right? It's never been my number. It's never, I've never had a thing with it until the past year and it's a very, for me, it's a very, like, Godspeed, don't even think about I love that. Like, just go for, like, go forward, go. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that's so, so, that is a very, very big statement, James, because it puts a form to it that wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what it is. What is it to explain yourself? It's like, because some people get you, so it's not like you need to explain yourself to everyone. Some people get you, they're on that vibe, they get it. And then the people who don't, they're uncomfortable with the not getting, and they force you to do it. And then you squander the whole meaning Absolutely. And you, and you make yourself smaller because again, Mm -hmm. like definition is, is never sufficient. And that, you know, that affects your spirit. It affects how you do things. If you're trying to operate within someone else's expectations that either they've created or you've helped them Mm -hmm. create. Yeah. Damn, that's really good. See, cool stuff happens even after two hours. That's pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) My God. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel satisfied. Good stuff. I do too. Um, this was a really fun first Patreon. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say about this really quick because this is in my notes uh-huh. and you really yeah. delivered on that last one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't even do it like that. Even if we don't know, I think that's a good answer. Um, if the if the Tao does not fit into the current world, was what is its value? And I said, I, d- I personally don't believe we're supposed to fight fire with fire, which is the current belief. You know, it's like, mm. and the Tao is the opposite. It says, oh, there's a big fi- fire, just, just chill. <laughs> or not even yeah. that, or just, I don't even know. But maybe that's not what it is. Maybe it's in everything you do, even if you are fighting, you're detached. I don't really know. What do you think? I have no fucking clue. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. <laughs> So your question is, is the Tao appropriate for this period of time? Is it appropriate? Yeah. And if it's not, then what of its value? What is its value? But I think it's I think it's more needed now than ever. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, because the Tao, everything about the internet experience is explaining um, your your being into like a very small avatar mm-hmm. and like. And everything about what we're doing now is being reactive. And, and the Tao is basically saying, you know, it's saying in, in a very poetic way, like practice non-attachment, practice non-reactivity, mm-hmm. because there's always something else moving below the surface that we can't see and we can't know everything. And mm-hmm. everything about today is like trying to know everything. And by trying to reach that understanding, we reach so many more conflicts and so many more misunderstandings. It's like you scroll through Twitter and you see people just fighting for no reason because they're they're trying to like quote unquote understand Mm -hmm. and it and that and that's just like not what the Tao talks about the Tao also talks a lot about silence Mm -hmm. and stillness and we don't we don't prioritize that nowadays it's like we need this we need the Tao so desperately Mm -hmm. like it's truly the antidote to everything that we experience as a society so yeah um I love okay I love the Twitter bring up because another thing I've observed in myself too is like if I see a take online or an opinion that I don't agree with, 
I do not fight mm-hmm. it. I just wait. Like, I just think about mm-hmm. it. I think about it for sometimes years. And I wait mm-hmm. till I have more life experiences that show me that thing. And I, and I think that's how... And I think a lot of people just don't do that. They immediately yeah. set a boundary or, like, set an opinion and they yell it out. And I don't know if they're saying they're yelling it out and then also going home and thinking about it for, like, ten years. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know, but it's, like... yeah. And I had this moment today, and I put it in my story where now... Because do you remember when people were saying we should say woman with an X over the... I saw your story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw it. something today. Yeah. It was a post. It said, what is something that allies do that's not actually helpful at all? And one of the number one mm-hmm. things that people were saying was the woman thing. And everyone was agreeing with them, being like, wow. yeah, what the fuck was that? And when I first heard that, wow. I was like, I don't think this is right. And I was like, I don't know why, though. I'm not, like, anti-feminist. Yeah. I'm not anti-these women... I understand the intention, but I was like, it just doesn't fit for me, and I'm not going to have an opinion, I'm not going to start using it, but I'm just going to yeah. wait, right? Yeah. And, like, thank yeah. God I waited, because <laughs> now I don't have to correct myself again. But you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, some things you just have to sit with, and, like, you don't have to make any sudden movements, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think certain things are weird, like, okay, sit back and wait, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll you'll be and more that takes it takes it. patience for a lot of people to to do that, mm-hmm. but that's a a form of strength too. Whereas like you would think that the strength would be able to like adapt super quick and like become the new thing, but yeah. like that's not that can actually be a form of like bending for no reason. Yeah, and reacting. Yeah, reacting or mm-hmm. treating everything like a fight or flight response. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Someone says woman with an X. You just like chop it up get angry start an anti-campaign in the other direction yeah um, i mean that was similar with the the latinx thing which like i think is still sort of yeah some people use it some people don't but like everyone was supposed to and then there were people were like oh yeah tell well tell the, the reason okay well, we should explain why it was like still up in the air and still is it's like okay it was a solution for trans people but then it wasn't a solution for like the average person who's not in college <laughs> like the average yeah like yeah central american person the average south american person like it wasn't gonna like it was a very like academic like almost classist thing because it was like the people who are saying this are in classrooms and in internet spaces that a lot of the average are, like, talking about like new theories and yeah stuff. and yeah yeah we actually had a friend who was doing door-to-door work remember uh-huh yeah, I don't remember all the details, like candidate. but they actually had a discussion where they're like, we are in, oh, they were doing a campaign, what, campaigning for Biden or something? They were campaigning, I think, for Biden in Arizona. Oh, true. Yeah, okay. So then they were in an area that was predominantly Central American. Yeah, like lots of like Latino families. Yeah, and the people who were campaigning yeah. were all like, like white college educated people, including our friend, and they had to have a discussion together where they were like, well, Latinx is, like, politically correct, but we're talking to people who have probably never had that word in their household. So should we say yeah. it? Like, do we refer to them as Latinx? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a correction that I really liked, which I feel like would actually last longer. It's Latin with an mm. E. And I was like, mm-hmm. that would work so much better because it the word looks like how it's said. You don't have to ask anyone how it's pronounced. Like, Latinx was like, is it yeah. Latinx? Who wants to say, when you see an X, you're shocked. (laughs) Right. right, It was so violent. (laughs) An X, oh my gosh, (laughs) chemical X, you know? And then Latin is like, okay, the A and the O are gone, and it sounds like part of the language still, 
does not sound Americanized when it reads. I can just, anyone could read that. It's literally Latina, Latino without the last letter. Yeah, it's like Like Latin. And it's pretty. It sounds how it should, which is like open, free. I think that should catch on. Yeah. But uh, love that. And yeah, that's another thing. I waited on that. I don't want to say Latin. Well, I guess you could say it anyways until it gets better. But Latin. <laughs> also sounds like, yeah. like saltine crackers. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was saying Latinx for a period of time. And then after we heard about our friend, I was like, you know. Yeah. That there is that aspect and like whatever. Yeah, it's just this weird thing where it's, like, you just have to think about what community you're in. Because it's, like, yeah, Latinx, you'll say that around, like, trans people in L.A. But it's, like, the second you're at, like, your family's house, you know. Yeah. Or, like, someone's family or at dinner, you're not going to be, like, Latinx? And then you're, then all of a sudden it's a whole other... (laughs) Right. Whole other conversation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> but Latin, I think, will catch on. That shit's sexy. Latin. Latin is sexy. Very cool. It's primed. It's ready. It's been waiting for its turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, two hours and a half, bro. Okay, that's good, though, because this is the first episode. It shows we have endurance. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not af- we're not afraid to go in. Yeah. I have an idea for the next episode. Ooh, because you mentioned... Want to talk about now or later? I could tell you now. You could say what you think. And then if you like it, then okay. it doubles as, like, an intro. But we wanted to watch Francis Ha, right? And I think we should. Yes. And I think everyone should watch mm-hmm. it with us. And I think Francis Ha is very much about growing older as, like, a woman. Mm-hmm. And you said something in this pod about thinking about age all the time and that you had to be younger. And I'm thinking about that a lot, too. Yeah. And especially in the yeah. context of womanhood, which it's very abundant we could kind of talk about getting older as women what it's like to be at the end of your 20s how we're processing it what we expect to happen what we've observed I'm sure there's some articles we can look at another thing I want to say too is a lot of alternative people are predicting that the next like we've done a lot of like inclusivity and we've done inclusivity with fat people with people of color with people with disabilities and what's last is kind of Mm -hmm. age stuff Mm, and just in terms of like what's being advertised you guys not like what actually not not saying like this is what matters but i mean like the you know the rollout the media rollout the (laughs) right right, (laughs) so we're gonna see sort of more stuff about aging because that's the last thing that hasn't been contested and now everyone's talking about plastic surgery is toxic why are we all trying to look younger when there's like 60 more years left like so I think there will be a, an aesthetic, and we could talk about that and see if we see that uh, forming, maybe, and watch Francis Ha, yeah. bitch, and then I can watch it with Jamie, and he'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, my birthday is in two weeks, so it's a good, like, it's timely for me. Yeah, absolutely. The aging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like two weeks, let me say. Yeah, it's, oh my god, it's two weeks from today. Like, literally oh two weeks. <gasps> 23rd. We should talk about it off air. She's not like nervous. Yeah, no, it's um, coming yeah. in hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> boom. That sounds great. Yeah. So, if you're listening this far, thank you so much for. We should type it in the thing that Francis Ha will be watched. But if you got this far, Francis, Francis Ha, right? Next week. Should we do that for sure? Francis Ha. Yeah. <laughs> well, not next week. We'll actually talk about it on my birthday. In two weeks. Because we're doing every other week. Only if you oh want to do it on your birthday, if that makes you happy. But I wouldn't want to put a pod on your birthday unless that's what you want. Think about it. 
Oh, okay. Thanks. I already thought about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just making sure. But I already like thought about it like last night when we. No way. Wednesdays oh, okay. So you've been there. Okay, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Watch Francis Ha. Um. Welcome to the new era of Illusion Pod, where we're very present. <laughs> yeah, and we mean it. <laughs> we mean it. We're both excited. It feels fun and right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited. And thank you so much for everyone listening because if you are listening, it's very likely that you're like an early adopter and we love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tight. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. All right. Thank you so much for being right. a subscriber and keep going. We're going to keep going now. Keep going. We can actually mean it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so fun. <laughs>